Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. I am Gabriel Morancy, kicking it with the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, as we are live Studio 34, Manhattan, picking up the pieces uh, following the New York Giants collapse uh, last night. Philadelphia Eagles beat them down, but you know what? We told you they were going to beat them down. We told you the game was going to go over the number uh, as well, uh, but uh, we move forward. We can't uh, live in the past. What's going to happen uh, tonight? We got uh, we got baseball, actually, uh, tonight. Yeah, uh, We got baseball. Uh, we got college, uh, football, college football. Got and, everything. of course, uh, the NFL returns on Sunday. What's up, Cam? What's happening, Marenzi? You sound good, man. For a man that went out to the game and doing all the stuff, you sound like you got a little bounce in your step. Uh, great game last night. Yeah, I, I like collecting. It was fantastic. We hit everything on all fronts, and uh, let's do the same this weekend, buddy. Let's keep the units rising. Yeah, it was a good night uh, last night. Uh, we did well. Uh, you know, you can always do better, but, uh, you know, it's, you, you go to a game. Many times I've gone to games and, uh, and lost. So it was nice to be on the right side uh, of the game. Uh, we crushed. Uh, we, we pretty much crushed it. Went back to the sports book after and uh, and collected. Um, there were a few incidences throughout the evening, of course, as there always will be. But <laughs> there always is. Yeah, there was no like uh, we. You know, to be honest, though, like we didn't. There was no one got arrested. Um, there was no incident with security or anything like that. But um, well, he did have one. Actually, there was a thing at the end of the night. Actually, that I actually forgot about. <laughs> The Corey Parson brought up that we were there for so long after, like we sort of were waiting for the crowd to clear out and it's, you know, it's a circus. Like it's, it's a very, it's a bad fan experience. We talked about it today. The stadium's in the middle of nowhere. That's a bad fan experience. No, it is. It's, it's a bad, like for a city like New York to have their stadium where it is and then to, it's why, you know, it's fine where it is, but they had like no special transportation cam. So basically it's like you're an average commuter. You're getting ambushed. There's like 48,000 like drunk giant fans trying to get on a train. It was like, seriously, it was like one of those scenes that like, you see like in India when people are like fighting to yeah. get on a train and yeah, or the bus. Yeah. yeah like it was literally like we <laughs> missed, animals. like we couldn't get on the first one. We had to wait for the next one. Like, you know, yeah, it was basically like survival of the fittest. You get there, you got to walk around the stadium forever to get in. It's just, it's, it's a poorly, it's poorly designed uh, situation. So anyways, we were in no rush to get out of there after because we were going to the book. We're like, let the, let the, let the people sort of, you know, get out of here. So I guess I don't even know how, I mean, the giant players get out of there pretty fast because we didn't hang around that long. I don't really remember to be honest, but so we were leaving and um, by chance, Cam, we were leaving and the giant players were coming out of the same area where we were. Oh, amazing. <laughs> so I guess like, um, I guess I let them have it, you know? Yeah, nice. Yeah, got, got so the giant players were going yeah. by, except New York isn't as crazy as you'd think. 
the other fans started like bitching at me. Shut up, man. What are you ripping these guys for? They did their best. <laughs> and security came up and they're like, uh, you know, if you're just going to stand here, like he said, you're allowed to do this, but he goes, I don't know why you want to stand here and harass them. I told the guy, I said, first off, I didn't even know they were coming here. Second off, I'm just trying to get to the sports book, all right? <laughs> like, they were blocked like they shut, like they wouldn't let us pass. Like, security was like, all right, everyone's got to wait. So I'm standing there, and I'm like, what the hell are we waiting for? And then I realized it's the giant players. So I'm like, you guys suck, man. <laughs> and, like, I really let them have it pretty good. They did suck. So that, that, yeah, that, that, the, the players were looking over, like, who the hell is this guy? Like, uh, <laughs> But there's a lot of loyal giant fans. Oh, it's going to be okay. And it's funny, one of the security guys, I'm like, yo, where's Eli Manning Park anyways? And he actually tells us. He's like, that's his car right there. Like, dude, you probably shouldn't tell people where Eli Manning is like great parks point. after the game, you know? Great, great point. Tire slashed. Oh, yeah. No, honestly, that guy's so bad. Like, we've talked about this, Morenci, and we you talk about it with Corey on the Sunday show, too. It seems like a occurring theme on our Sunday football show. Kickers are shit, and Eli Manning needs to go. It's just one of those things. It, 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 I know their offensive line is bad. But he has no foot speed. He's got no arm anymore. He can't hit anybody. Like that, And you saw the game started. You're right there. Boom. Badly accurate ball. It gets tipped, intercepted. Boom. Eagles are up 7 nothing. There it is. It sets the tone for the rest of the game. The guy's done. I can't believe he's going to the Hall of Fame. I know he's won two Super Bowls, but they had a lot of good defense on those Giants team that won Super Bowls. A lot of freak plays went their way. So I'm just not down. I, I, I personally think Eli Manning's one of the most overrated quarterbacks in NFL history. Yeah. I think. Um, I think he sucks. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, too. I know. That's what you I know said. You know what's crazy, I, I, though? I don't agree with it. I, I, he's won two Super Bowls, but I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. No, I know. And there's always been that debate. And, you know, he's never really been great, but he's won two Super Bowls, right? So it's I one know. of these deals. Great, good teams. But the thing is, it might be an instance, Cam, where he's so bad on the way out that it taints him. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? It's a great, no, that's it's almost absolutely like, good point. It's like, yeah, you're a Hall of Famer, bro, but uh, not yeah, in the, you, they, we can't put you in when you play like this. Yes. It's like, oh, oh, like to preserve his Hall of Fameness, he needs to stop. And he's like a fighter that should have stopped that's losing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you're well, like totally. a guy used to be a world champion, but, dude, you're getting knocked out now, and you can't win. Like, I know you think you can win, but you can't win. And the arm strength is gone. The mobility is obvious. The mobility was never there. It was but, never there. Now, now it's even. But like, you can tell now the confidence is gone. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. He's rattled. Yeah. Like, he's, he, he's rattled. Everyone's booing him. He feels it. Odell Beckham's ripping him on TV and trying to be nice about it. But it's a powder keg ready to blow up. Yeah, the Giants are a train wreck. That whole team, that offensive line sucks. You know that that just and just even guys on the defensive side of the ball that used to be amazing like Jenkins. That's the thing. Their defense is soft. He's not the he's not the same. Like I'm watching these guys play. Go. This guy used to be amazing. He's behind on balls. He's not reading patterns. Like watching it, these guys got rattled the whole game. Uh, Hey, Saquon Barkley's amazing, but he can't make the whole team. They they got to retool everything there. Maybe it wasn't. uh, You know, we talked about McAdoo, uh, the ex. the, the, the wife's uh, ex-boyfriend type of guy, you know, coming in with his K-Way jacket and, and mustache. Looks more like a porn star. wasn't all his fault. Like, they got they got new guys, and it's the same story with the Giants, Gabe. They just stink. That's funny. Um, Geno Smith, actually. Geno Smith tweeted. Geno Smith's now the backup quarterback with the L.A. Chargers. Yes, correct. And uh, Geno Smith, of course, was the one who was with the Giants, and he played the game. Remember when McAdoo sat uh, Eli Manning? Yeah, they covered, too. Yeah, they did, and... Uh, 
versus the Raiders. Yeah, it's funny. Um, Geno Smith this morning said, I think you all owe Mac an apology. That's all he Ooh, said. That I, was li- I like tweet. that. I like that. I, I, it's funny, too, because McAdoo got ripped. Who the hell are you for sitting Eli Manning? And you're like, you know, Eli Manning's a no. god. It was a weird way that they handled it, but the thing is, you can't hang on to this guy forever. Now, listen, I've talked too much Eli Manning today. It's too yeah. much. And, Yang, do we have, uh, we got Merrill on here? <laughs> Yeah, you probably talked about it on the morning show, too. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, You've but, had enough. We can talk about Usain Bolt's goal. Very nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Eli Manning now, but. I, I believe you. But he's got to go. Like, and you the Giants are a mess. Their defense is a mess. It's a good team yeah. to bet against. You know, it was a good spot last night uh, with the Eagles, and uh, we took advantage of it. Crazy line, too, Gabe. That's the thing. Like, now they're trying to do these bait lines where, you know, it goes from three to one. It, it always in my mind because we bet so much, I start to see what the hell's going on here. Well, you know what? Just if you believe in the pick, don't worry about the line movement. You're right. It was just a great spot for Philadelphia coming off that loss to Minnesota. They've been bad the whole year. A lot of bad breaks going against them, too. Yeah, they, they manned up last night. Yeah, they did. Um, so uh, we're going to get uh, Steve Merrill on any second now. Lucky Steve? Yeah, we hope to. <laughs> I think I'm going to order some Chinese tonight from Lucky Steve's. I'm due. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, uh, you figure it's like 13,000 restaurants and a four-block radius around me. I, I never see Chinese food anywhere. Yeah, see, that's the thing, man. Uh, you, come yeah, you got down, sushi uh, and, you know, yeah, you got, I got I'm talking just traditional, that's normal New Chinese that's New York, though, right? They're healthier. You, you got to come, like, in, in my world where you come come to, uh, you know, Lucky China, where they just, uh, the, the chicken balls are greasy, the wings are double-fried. Oh, yeah, it's so good. MSG, it's just part of the deal. No MSG. I want MSG. So I'm ordering Chinese food. I want the full effect. Extra MSG. Yes, extra. So, yo, Yang, what's the deal with Steve Merrill right now? What's that? Sorry, Kev. It's like uh, I'm talking uh, to myself yeah. here. Something. Uh, I, 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 that's, that's, that's what you do. You're just having a conversation with yourself. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, well, I said, let's get Steve Merrill on at yeah, 408. Just, it's 413 yeah. right 13, now. The thing is, he's, he's got, got to leave. He has yes. to leave at 425. Yeah, exactly. Right. So we get him on late, and then the whole freaking segment is ruined. Yeah. It's like we we all right, Steve, six minutes. All right, Steve, thanks for joining us. You gotta go now. Yeah. It's like boom, four oh eight. Getting used to the stories too. I, I like it. We usually have a story about uh, something that Steve did in his past, like uh, going to a capital game, a puck in the head or something like that, before we go get to the picks. Yeah, there's uh, there'll be no time for a story. I don't <laughs> know. Maybe yeah, we can't be, even yeah, get him yeah, this week. Yeah, I, I like uh, I, I like story time. All right, so now we've got Steve on for like six minutes or something. What's up, Steve? <laughs> I'm good until 429, man. That's 16 hey, minutes. That's 429. Pre- that's, that's, that's pretty good. got to carry the 10. Got yeah, to carry the 10. Yeah, that, that, that's 16. pretty good. That's good news for us, Steve. That's good. Extra every minute helps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we always stretch it. We always push it to the brink. So uh, how are you doing today, Steve? You all right? Doing well. And I'm assuming I'm doing this 430 segment in Richmond. They got hit hard yesterday by this tropical storm. It actually missed me and went right over Richmond. A lot of flooding and other things. But I'm assuming the, the radio station is probably still up. They never told you they weren't, right? That, that's in this industry. Yeah. It's no news just means nothing. Right. They, they got a backup generator. But then again, if they're, if they're completely shut down, they yeah, that's be able true to tell too. me right now. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> no, they didn't get hit that hard, I don't think. I mean, I think the media is still up. But, yeah, they got hit, though. All right. So we got, uh, we got college football here uh, tonight on the board. What do we got? Uh, we got uh, we got quite a few games actually. We've got. Yeah, I think uh, there's three. Yeah, there's three plus uh, Holy Cross and Harvard. 
But uh, South Florida and Tulsa, a lot of talk about this game, Steve. People were asking me about it earlier in the day. Uh, the chat was uh, was blown up about this game. A lot of people are wondering, you know, we got the old sort of, I think, from casual college football uh, players, betters. This morning in the chat, uh, people are like, why are South Florida only seven and a half point favorites? Seems like it's free money. And we know nothing's free, nothing's easy, and it's not easy to win on the road, even against Tulsa. So what do you, what do you make of the spread here? And in fact, I will tell you, and I played this when I was drunk last night. I don't even barely remember playing the tickets. <laughs> I was at the sports book, and I knew I was going to get back out there today, so I got some games in for tonight. I took the over. South Florida and Tulsa. I bet over 61.5. It's up to 62, 62.5 now. What do you make of the game, Steve? Yeah, I was doing a segment earlier today, and one of the listeners uh, during the during the segment chimed into the host and said that his lock, that South Florida was a lock tonight. See, that's what I'm saying. Talking about the word lock. Yeah, yeah, I know. So it's, it's funny that you bring that up because it's honestly happened a few hours ago. So we dove into this game a little bit more, and I, I thought of you, Gabe, because I remember years ago, before all these teams, you know, now everyone plays Friday and Thursday night games. There's multiple. But, you know, about a decade ago, and there's always that one standalone Thursday night game before the NFL was on Thursday night. You know, we always talked about those ugly home dogs, how they always overachieved on those primetime weeknight yeah. games. Yeah. And it made room, it kind of made, brought back memories because this is Tulsa's bowl game. Uh, they've Good been point. terrible this season. Uh, South Florida should definitely win by more than seven. And then on top of that, it's seven and a half is the number. It's yep. such an ugly number that, um, yeah, it looks like a very square play on South Florida. Hey, look, blind squirrels find nuts every once in a while, right? So, I mean, they could go out there and win by 21, but, yeah, it's probably not the right side. See, that's, Tulsa, that's the Tulsa curse covered, right guys. There. They covered in the last TV game, Gabe. Remember, they played Houston, and they lost by 15. That line was uh, 17 and a half or 18 in, in that game. So, I, I don't know, man. It's a, Nothing's a lock. Every lock has a key, Steve. Yeah, they did cover. They lost 41-26. Yeah, and that, they didn't. Yeah, that's right. Houston and Tulsa. Yeah. That's the thing, uh, Steve, as – amazing that you say that somebody called in and said oh that's his lock because yeah, today yeah we had teddy on this morning and somebody called actually from the sports book somebody was listening they're in atlantic city they were at the sports book and they were they were basically stating i'm about to bet this what am i missing i love this i told him be careful i said it's not this mega lock man <laughs> like that yeah. you know it's, you're, you're taking south florida on the road on a friday night and as steve mentioned and cam mentioned tv games Kids, you know, pro players don't give a crap, right? And even pro players will get a little bit uh, up uh, and excited uh, for for a Monday nighter. <laughs> we got, uh, <laughs> wow, some MILF just like pressed her breast up against the window here. See, that's what I'm talking about, Gabe. Yeah, it doesn't happen. Her boyfriend was yeah. all like giving me the thumbs up, and she was yeah, like. Yeah, 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 she's yeah. into it. <laughs> Party. Yeah, that, that rarely yeah, happens here. Once in sometimes, a while, finally. Yeah. Sometimes, so you get the business types, then you get the rowdies too, Gabe. It's all coming around. Yeah, she was pretty hot too. Um, nice, nice. See, I'm betting the over, but it's just funny, Steve. You know, the same thing happened to us here. A guy calls in, oh, I love this game today. Arizona and Utah. Uh, this line was under the 13 barrier earlier in the day or 13 and a half. So now it's over. It's 14, uh, it's 14 and a half at some spots. And in fact, I know Teddy actually gave a free play for this game, Steve, over at Covers Experts where you are uh, as well. Um, he likes Utah. I got Utah on a money line parlay. Um, I played a nice, nice square chalk here tonight. San Diego State, Utah money line parlay. So uh, what do you make of the Arizona-Utah game? Yeah, about four hours ago, this line was 14. Earlier in the week, it was as low as 13 and a half. Now, it's, as you said, within the last maybe 30 minutes, it's hit 14 and a half everywhere. So 
pretty key line move. You know, both Utah and South Florida, the two public darlings, are both laying that extra half point tonight, which probably will come back to bite you in one of these games. I had Arizona as a best bet last Saturday for my clients, and they are outright win against California. I don't like this spot as much, though. It reminds me a lot of when I used North Carolina a few weeks ago. I had a best bet on them against Pitt. They won outright as a home dog. And then when I get, I went against them on that Thursday night game on the short week at Miami, they got blown out. Arizona has an extra day here being a Friday game, but it still does not look like a very good scheduling spot off the home dog win and then having to travel on a short rest. Steve, before we hit the break, uh, Air Force looked pretty good. They beat down Navy last week. It hasn't been a great season, but they won 35-7 to in that game. Now they're getting a 10 or 10.5 at San Diego, San Diego State. Any opinion on this one? I mean, the first thing that jumps at me, who would have thought Navy would be the weakest of the three service academies now? I know. You know Army's crazy. Been pretty competitive. Yeah, I mean, I, we're going to probably see Army as a favorite in that game this year. I'm not sure the last time that that's happened. Um, but Air Force is serviceable, no pun intended, but um, they've lost three in a row. Uh, they did that 35, seven win was big, but you got to worry guys. That's like a bowl game. Almost once again, you know, they were a two point yeah. home dog against a service Academy and now they're playing on a short week on the road. Uh, but they do run the ball. Well, these teams are always dangerous as road dogs. You know, Navy over the decades has been like a 60% play as a road dog. Same angle works for air force and army as well. Um, but San Diego state has maybe the best rush defense in the country. They're giving up 62 yards a game and two yards a carry. We'll see if they can do that against the option. Steve Merrill with us. Before we get into the NFL, Steve, and you know what? Uh, thanks, Yang. So Yang's got to push the commercial break uh, back. Nice. Uh, just a couple of minutes so we can squeeze in uh, more with uh, with Merrill here. Uh, before we get to the NFL baseball, and I, I, I see this right now. It's great. The L.A. Dodgers just showed up to the stadium. And um, no stupid suits. No, like, you know, no, no Gucci bags. Nope. No business. suits, like, with shorts on. Kenley Jansen's wearing, like, a hoodie. You know, Buddy Bellinger's wearing like a ski jacket. You know what I mean? Like, they look like guys you'd see on a bus. You know what I mean? Like, they're not, they're none of that crap. I, I, I love it. Like, you know, I'm so sick of these teams that think it's like fashion night fashion and they week, show up to I these know. games, man. It's ridiculous. Like, they, dude, you put, like, how many hours you put into that look so that you get on ABC for a second walking in the, in the concourse? Good for you. Cam Newton. Cam Newton's unreal. Like, that guy went oh, yeah. up. It's just, his outfits are brutal. Yeah, but you know, the, the NFL is encouraging it. That's yeah. why the NFL, like on the NFL Network, I, we have it on here in the studio in the mornings. They have like a red carpet thing now, guys. Yeah. So it's like they check in. Like, so the NFL clearly wants to be like the NBA, and they're telling players, dress up, and we're going to show you. And it's ridiculous. Like, you know, I, I don't mind if one guy, if that's your thing, but yeah. I just, I just, it just stuck out to me seeing the Dodgers, all business. Like, they were like just, <laughs> they were dressed like, dressed down. Almost. So what What do you make in a baseball series, Dave? Who do you think is going to be playing in the World Series? Who do you like to win the series? Is? Yeah, before the playoffs began, my pick was the Dodgers to win the whole thing. Um, I thought they had the easiest path here. They got the Braves, which is a break. Um, the Cubs had already gotten eliminated in the wild card game, so they didn't have to worry about them. So the Brewers really were the only other team remaining I thought they had to get by. And even despite not having home field advantage, they are the series favorite here. They're the game one favorite. We touched on this last week. Pitching Kershaw in game two was a great move because they could either have him for game five if needed or game one here. They've got him for game one, game four, and game seven probably. So you got the best pitcher in the recent decades. Yeah, you brought that up. Seven yep. games. Uh, I like I like the Dodgers, and I think the Astros probably get by the Red Sox. So that series is going to be tight. Um, so I like the Dodgers once again. I just think they have an easier path to the World Series. My book has Dodgers fifty cents right now. That's a steal versus Gio Gonzalez. I don't care if it's on the road, Gabe. I'm, I'm your boy Gio Yeah, he's going to get lit up. 
It's all Clayton Kershaw, buddy. I can't believe how low the line is. I would have made the Dodgers about a buck eighty, but fair enough. We'll get a good price. Um, all right, Steve. So NFL football. You know what? Forty years started. I actually picked the Red Sox and the Dodgers. That could happen. I'm thinking it's going to be a rematch. I think it's going to be Dodgers Astros. Yeah, I want to bet the Astros too. I know they did to Cleveland. I like. I, yeah. I think they. That's a toss up. That series. They're, they're no, all toss ups, uh, but yeah, they're tough. I like the Dodgers in the series though. It's only sixty cents. That's NFL crazy. football, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Uh, Steve, this is a real tough game. I mean, Cincinnati's played much better football this year. Yet Pittsburgh have beaten them five straight times in Cincinnati. They absolutely own this team. You know, this is if, if Cincinnati wins this game, they can win a division, go to the playoffs. Like it's it's that big for them, and it's that big of a uh, game changer here. This one, what do you make of Pittsburgh Cincinnati? All right, we lost Steve. Uh, Steve gone? Oh, geez, he is in uh, hurricane country right now, right? Yeah, it's a good point, Marenzi. High winds. It's even windy here. Who are you taking, so- Ken? <laughs> Who am I taking? Pittsburgh. I'll ask you. <laughs> I like, yeah, that, that, I'm your guest. Thanks for having me on, Gabe. I like Pittsburgh in this game. I know, uh, even though it's two and a half, Cincinnati's been playing well. Let's take a look at that Dolphins game, Gabe. And I know you were on it with the spread. That was ridiculous that the Dolphins didn't come. Oh, I can't believe fluke. that's right. Right, no, no, It was like a circus. The crazy fluke, fluke play, the bounce right to the defensive lineman who takes it in for a touchdown. They didn't really play that well in that game. Miami was up 17 nothing. The Steelers, I think, have turned the corner. They beat down Atlanta. Hey, this is a big game. Uh, for we them. got I Steve back in one minute. Yeah, so I think they may I think they man up. Give me, give me the steel curtain at uh, plus two and a half and money line. All right, um, Steve, we got less than a minute uh, left here. Uh, Bengals and Steelers. I'm going with the Steelers too. So is Cam. Yeah, I had Miami last week as a best bet plus six. They're up as Cam said, seventeen nothing in the second half. I had even it too, it twenty to seventeen. I thought, it, yeah, I mean, even when it was twenty to seventeen, I thought I'd still get the cover. I mean, it's just brutal. Um, so I, I'm not a huge believer in Cincinnati, but Pittsburgh. This is do or die for them. We're going to see what they're made of this week. Steve Merrill, ProSportsInfo.com. He's also one of the covers experts. Uh, go to covers.com. You can get his picks as well as ProSportsInfo.com. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, guys. Steve Merrill with us. But Banner will join us a little bit later on. We'll run through the games. that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game Time Decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio. On the Fantasy Sports Network, I don't know what happened to the song there. <laughs> Started, <laughs> drifted. Dun, 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 dun. A raging redhead Cam Stewart. Hey, uh, Cam, hey. Uh, I can't go on Twitter without seeing people uh, talking about how the Toronto Maple Leafs and uh, they're just going to score like 800 goals this year. Austin Matthews oh, yeah. has set all kinds of points records. Leafs getting a lot of love online. 
Yeah, I was going to the mailbox today just to see if a check was in the mail. I'm waiting for a few. And, uh, yeah, the guy in the garage, he starts talking, ah, about those leads. Oh, we lose Cam <laughs> and uh, Yang and everyone? <laughs> it's crazy, man. Uh, you know Morgan Riley, too. He, he set a modern-day record. He's got 12 points in his first five games. Are we still too, on, Yang? So... Where's Cam at? Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you back now, Cam. Holy oh, crap. Okay, God. wow. Oh, my God. I was talking. I was just telling you a story. I met my guy, my buddy in the garage, and he was talking about the Leafs to answer your question. We weren't hearing you, no. No, I didn't hear anything. Uh, so, um, basically, 12 points in five games, and yeah, they're on fire, Marantzi. Every game's an over, buddy. Just keep on riding the wave. They're going to make Leaf game seven pretty soon. They can't keep it at six and a half. Yeah, it really is unbelievable. The I, I'm seeing here, so what, the leading scorers in the NHL are all Leafs, essentially, right? Yep, yep. Matthews is up there. Tavares, Morgan Riley, the, the whole team. Everybody's stepping up, and they're not even really getting like Freddie Anderson's actually not even like a great goaltender. I think he's pretty average, but you know what? The way they're filling the lamp. The thing about the Leafs is their power play is lethal. When they roll out those guys, it's like it's like the Pittsburgh Penguins power play in the past. When you get all stars on the ice, it's it's very very difficult for the other teams. And Detroit played pretty good too. They work, but the yeah, I don't know. I'm I mean, not it's amazing. Guys the Stanley Cup. But, Austin uh, Matthews. So Austin Matthews leads the National Hockey League. Well, he's tied with a defenseman in Morgan Riley. Yeah. You were talking about a DFS stud. So Austin hey, Matthews has 12 points, nine goals, and three assists in five games. Mm-hmm. That's like this stupid, ridiculous numbers. Morgan Riley actually um, has three goals and nine assists. He's got 12 points. And then John Tavares is third in the league in scoring. Uh, and he's tied with Mitch Marner. So literally, the Toronto Maple Leafs have the top four scores in a National Hockey League. That that's it. That's incredible. <laughs> it is incredible. They're every game. It's five, six, seven. You know what I mean? Like they're just right now. Their offense can't be stopped, Berenci. The question though is, and they will be a Cup contender. Uh, I didn't like the odds at the start of the year, but they're going to have to go and get a defenseman. I understand it's fun scoring right now, but when you look at that team, they they need a steady defenseman, and they might even actually have to upgrade in goaltending. If they do that, they'll they'll be big-time cup contenders. Okay. I still don't think their defense is good enough. Go to NHL.com. Go to their website. Yep. I'll go right now. NHL.com. Yep. NHL.com. So look at look on the top here. Okay. So it says events. Yeah. Scores. Events. Score, standing scores, news, video, news. stats, schedule, players. All right. So there's the standings. All right. Good. On the page I was at, I couldn't see the standings. And the NHL website, it's it's just so bad. Like It's, it's horrible. It's amazing no, seeing, to me. Like, why is it so Bank. complicated? Like, I everything's know. hard. Like, you look in, it's like, well, where's that? And where's this? It's like, well, no, it's you got to click this. And it, it's also the color scheme, Marenzi. It's like, you look at it, and it kind of hurts your eyes. It's like silver into black, and it's not, the fonts aren't big enough. Like, you go to a real site, and you're like, oh, okay. Like, I'm looking at this site now. It gives me a headache. You're right. Like, standing scores, news, video. It's it's brutal. You're, it's you're it's right. just like, it's not easy on. to navigate. I don't I don't understand. No, They've always just it's always freaking something with these guys. <laughs> it's always something. So <laughs> so nine goals. So he's got nine goals in five games. So like I said, so basically he really is on pace to shatter every record in hockey history. It's not happening. I mean, it's he's not going to continue this exactly. It's kind of like when nobody even scores fifty goals anymore. 
Exactly. So when I look at the stats, I see Austin Matthews with 12 points, you know, leading in goals with nine. And then I look at uh, who's the goaltending save percentage leader, Robin Leonard. Like, don't worry about this. Water finds its level. Like, that's not going to happen for the whole season. But he has been on fire. I, I got I got to say, he's playing with a chip on his shoulders, too. That move to Tavares and the way he played in the playoffs last year, he pissed off a lot of people. A lot of people, like, thought he quit in that Boston series. So he, he's he did. manning up. He's manning up right now. And, and You're we'll right. He, he is. He's playing with more to throw. But listen, he's always been an offensive juggernaut, right? Yes. Austin's game is more about the back end. What's he going to do? And I didn't like something that he said the other night. I, You know, it's not not the end of the world. And he's not a bad guy or anything. But, you know, it was after the 7-6 game against the Blackhawks, I think. And he goes, I know the coaches don't want to hear this, but he goes, I love playing in games like that. It was so much fun. And it just goes to show where his mind is at. You know what I mean? He just wants to go up and down the ice and have fun and score goals. That's good. That's cool. But... You can't win a Stanley Cup doing that. Nope. You know, and it's like he, it's like there are sort of like an invisible wall, man, at the, the other blue line. You know what I mean? Like I talked about it. Like him and Marner, they're so good when they get the puck and they're so into it. But, you know, when the puck's in the other end, you just see the, the non-commitment, right? Like Matthew slows down, like on defense. Like he yeah. doesn't, oh, yeah. he doesn't he's finish checks. He doesn't, he doesn't, he he doesn't, doesn't check. He doesn't go in the corner. Like he sort of just coasts. Yeah, he's, he's like coasts. a Wiggins type. I'm just going to sort of hang around and let these guys do the dirty work. And if the puck comes out, I'll score. And that you can't do that. Like you got to be better. Like if you want to be a championship team, look at Kim. Look at Ovechkin. Ovechkin used to be the same way. Yeah, well, he used to be super floater. No, yeah. Ovechkin used to coast around. He wouldn't back check and stuff. Look at him now. Like Ovechkin's flooring you. Like he'll put you through. He'll put your ass through the boards. I remember Ovechkin making plays in front of his own net, coming back on desperation, skating as fast as he can. And he look, he got rewarded and won a cup for it. And it was the same thing with, with Kuznetsov and, and Backstrom and these guys. They were all sort of just floaters, offensive guys. And they realize we're getting eliminated every year in the playoffs. Like, if you want to win the cup, you got to sacrifice and go all the way in. You got to go all the way in. Austin Matthews needs to learn that. I'll tell you another thing, too. Like, when you look at the team, it looks fine right now. It's regular season hockey. We're only five games in. Take a look at their team. If they have to meet somebody in the playoffs, it's tough. They're not very tough, Gabe. Like, Marner's a string bean. Yeah, that's Austin the thing. Matthews. Matthews yeah. isn't tough either. You can Kadri, push him around. Kadri, Kadri will fight people, but he's not an, an essential, like, tough, tough, tough guy. Like he's not big enough, team. right? He's a yeah, tough dude, but he's thing. not big. Yeah, he's, he's very he's strong. But, yeah, like, when you look at other teams, they have that prototypical power forward that'll punch you in the face, wins, win battles in the corners, and that's a concern. I but think they least, know that. I think yeah, they I, they they're going to have to tweak. They're going to have to yeah. do something about it. You know what I would do? I would just trade Nylander at this point and for, yeah, oh, for a tougher definitely. guy, for a grinder, you know? I agree 100%. For a big, big, you, you trade Nylander for a defenseman or a big power forward. I agree 100%. So look at the 50-goal goal scores. Amazing. Like, Ovechkin scored 50 goals in 2015-16, so nobody scored 50 goals since. And honestly, Matthews is going to score 50. You'll get 50 this year. Yeah. I mean, he's already at nine. It's not a fluke. He's not going to let up. You know, there's there's going to be little pockets where obviously it slows down a bit. But you know, the, what's the the the, the, big, the big number was Stamkos in 2011 and 12. Stamkos uh, scored 60 goals. Like that's the last time. Like it was like, oh wow, Ovechkin scored 65 in 2007 eight. But I'm I'm just looking for like you know one of those stupid numbers, crooked numbers that somebody put up. And it really isn't. It's all 50, 51, 52, 52. We have to go back, actually, to 1995. 
Mario Lemieux, 69 goals. That's insane. Yeah, you're not going to have that again. Yeah, so I don't know, though. Like, Matthews, Matthews, I think, you know, could potentially score 60-plus goals, Cam. I think he might, he, he'll get like 50. Can you imagine the hype in Toronto if he does that? Dear God. Trust me, I'm, al- I'm already. I'm not crazy. even there and I can feel I know, it. Dude, I'm a fan and it's pissing me off. Like, I, I I just don't like when people get all hyped up this early in the season. Lots of things can happen, man. Like, yeah, it's a great start. You're scoring goals. Your special team is awesome. Morgan Riley's an absolute machine. They're like the but, Chiefs. That's what they are. That's, that's yeah. the thing. I see Leaf fans. Oh, they're winning the cup. Matthews is on pace for 162 points. Talk to me. Like, guys, you give up five goals a game. You're not going to win in the playoffs like that. Nope, you won't. And like you, you said, other teams in the playoffs, they'll, they'll they'll take their head off. They'll be like, "Screw this Marner kid, we're gonna kill him." <laughs> right? Yeah, that's exactly it, man. Like in a regular season, it's like whatever, man. This kid's too fast. I'm not gonna. I can't catch him. <laughs> you know, right in the playoffs, though, so it's like, screw this kid. I'm gonna put his face through the glass. I'm not gonna let him do this. Like it's, no, it's, it's totally different. It's early. It's early. It's very early, and uh, the good news about the Leafs, though, is uh, they've they've done it through through the farm system too, Marenzi. It's one of those things like the Marlies finally won, right? They win the American Hockey League, and a lot of those, even their little like their pieces on the third and fourth line, are guys that dominated at the American Hockey level. They've really done. I got to give their management a lot of credit because this was a shit franchise for a long time, and they consistently got better and better and better. And this year. You, you got to win. You win. A, you got to win a couple playoff series, or I, I would consider it a, a losing year. I don't think you got to win the cup, but you got to go at least. Oh no, they got to make it to the. They got to make it to the West. They got to They got to make it to the, ju- the conference finals, in my opinion. I, I would be happy with. Yeah, I, I would be very happy with that because and all the money they spend, Cam. I mean, it's time for them to actually produce. It is now. Craig Martin says, uh, if anybody thinks Matthews is the best player in the NHL, they don't know hockey. I like this, he drops. I played on Crosby's line and Adam. <laughs> he does everything, everything better. He makes everyone better. Hey, listen, I don't think too many wire people. No one's calling Austin awesome Matthews the best player in the National Hockey League. No, no, he's just a great not a two-way player. Sidney Crosby's the best player in the world. I, I, I don't think you'll find too many people who would dispute Craig, that. Craig Martin played with Sidney Crosby and Adam? Adam. That's amazing. <laughs> that's still pretty good. Adam is but, what? Like that's like uh, yeah, eight to eight, ten years eight, old type eight, thing. Yeah, eight to eight, nine years old. Yeah, so he dominated children. Like he must have. No, Cros- yeah, Crosby was a stud even back then. Look, I remember our boy Chris Meany played against... Um, Meany's a good hockey player, for sure. Yeah, Meany was good. And Meany said he played against Crosby, like, as a 13, 14-year-old. And uh, Crosby lit them up. He basically said yeah. that, yeah, he was, like, an unstoppable force, like, uh, as yeah. a 13, 14-year-old. Same thing happened when I played, Gabe. We were in a tournament, and we went to the finals. We were playing King City. They beat us 14-3. to and uh, Jeff O'Neill was on that team. He had nine goals. I had three. I was the only guy. I scored all, all goals for our team. So we were like, the go- like they did, they dominated us. Like we were, it was like men versus boys. So the only reason I I scored is got got fluky goals. But uh, they just killed us. That's the thing, man. You could tell it at, at a young age. Like when I saw Jason Spezza, when I used to referee, the kid scoring 12 goals in Tim Horton's Timbits hockey. You know what I mean? Like they had to put him up to play with real like kids three years older. So yeah, it's interesting stuff. No, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with him. I'm with Craig Martin. Matthews really has to work on his defensive game. It's getting a little bit better, but it's still not up to snuff. Now we've got um, we got some more UFC uh, type of news. This is interesting. Khabib, Khabib just tweeted out, WWE asked me to jump inside. What do you think? <laughs> do hashtag it. smash Lesnar. Hashtag fake fights. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. What a great idea. Yeah, so WWE's asked uh, if, if Khabib, Khabib wants to jump in. Uh, actually, you know what? Dana's worst nightmare. These good WWE can pay these guys more money. Exactly. But Khabib's That's also getting ripped. Point. <laughs> Khabib's also getting ripped because he's uh, 
He had dinner with a dictator last night, a Chechenian warlord. Oh, really? Well, guy's from another place. Like, you know what I mean? I don't care about his dinner, uh, dinner guests. This whole thing, there's... and people don't get it. Like, they crit, oh, how is he there? Like, guys, yeah, well, like, you don't really have a choice. Like, the yeah, guy's yeah, like yeah, a warlord dictator. Yes, of, like, exactly. Country, yeah, right? yeah. What, are you going to brush me off for dinner? Well, we can have a little chat. I don't yeah. care how tough you are. I got weapons. And another thing is, Gabe, yeah, if Dana kicks his buddy out, too, uh, he says he's going to walk. So he, he has all the hand right now when it comes to UFC. Yeah, Khabib don't care, man. He no, just, he he does, he'll do whatever he's he rich. wants. Exactly. He's rich. He, he knows he's the best. He doesn't need anything or anyone. He doesn't need to prove anything. Game time decision continues. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Some great videos here of Khabib and Connor. Khabib actually, so Khabib's smashing Connor. <laughs> Khabib's smashing Connor. He's on top of him and he goes, uh, let's talk. He goes, you like to talk. He goes, let's talk now. We're talking. Let's and talk. uh, yeah, he goes, we're talking. Connor goes, we're talking. He goes, we're talking. And uh, and Khabib just elbows him in the face and goes, let's keep talking. He goes, how come you don't talk now? You, you don't talk. And here, yeah, Connor says, it's just a business, man. And then Khabib's like, F you. you exactly. It's great. Uh, I like Khabib's style. He delivers. Man, like he just beat the shit out of Connor. Like, he sure did. He broke Connor's will. Like, you're seeing Connor at the end here, too. No one talks about this because everyone's like, yeah. they, they just suck up to Connor all the time. I've never seen his face look like Connor that. just like stood there and watched sad. like as yeah. Khabib like taunted everyone too. He yeah. was beaten. He couldn't even do anything about it. Right. I've never seen Connor have like not a look of arrogance on his face. Like when you looked at him, he was drained, beaten down, sad. Like it was just weird, man. I looked at him and go, wow, that's what you look like when you get your ass kicked. Hey man, you, you, you talk the talk. Khabib defends it, man. He doesn't care. He's got no time for talking. You know, Connor Connor runs his mouth. Yeah, Connor runs his mouth like crazy and stuff. And uh, where is he now? He still hasn't spoken since the fight. Yeah, exactly. He disappeared. Yeah, he's 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 ghost. Yeah, he's gone. Going to sell his crappy whiskey. Um, (laughs) he's got a whiskey line. Oh, you didn't know? You didn't know that? Yeah. Oh no, what's it called? Yeah, it's, dude, it's all he talked about last week. Was it? Is it McGregor's or? It's called uh, proper, proper, proper twelve. Proper 12? Yeah. Was this guy a king? Yeah, you know what's good? Uh, the best hey. thing? Proper 12. I saw the best uh, gift. says uh, his proper 12 whiskey is now available on tap. <laughs> yeah. God. Because he yeah, taps. Connor McGregor, proper number 12 Irish whiskey review. Mm. Supposedly it's selling well, oh, but. The, no, 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 no. Here's a review. If you thought the Connor McGregor fight was a disaster, his whiskey's worse. <laughs> <laughs> Watered, further tasting notes from my informal panel included watered down. <laughs> oh, they're ripping it. This is a whiskey guy. Yeah, yeah. Ripping it. I know. At the press conference. No, Connor loves his whiskey. It was He had it on the mat. Like, yeah. you, you didn't notice the logo. You didn't notice the, uh, the logo. My father with his daughter waving at me here. So it'd be nice. I smile <laughs> nice. back and wave. Yeah, see, see <laughs> wave I'm doing a radio. I'm doing a radio show. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, is the entire family. Um, 
So that's the thing, like, um, you know, Conor McGregor runs his mouth, runs his mouth, then doesn't say anything after the fact. So he's, and last week, that's all he was seemingly caring about. So, you know, even Khabib said, uh, he said, you and your stupid bad whiskey. And <laughs> some guy, some guy in the crowd, he was from Israel, a, a reporter in a press conference, you know, sort of buttered Connor up at first. He was like, hello, Connor, you, you are so great. And, you know, I'm from Israel. And Connor's like, hey, what's up, Israel? And, like, everyone's happy. And then Buddy went into it. He goes, what do you say to people that uh, say your, uh, your whiskey tastes terrible? <laughs> <laughs> and Connor, Connor was like, uh, people are just jealous. And, uh, you know, my whiskey's the best. They're just jealous. And he goes, I, he goes, taste this whiskey and tell me it's terrible. So the guy starts to walk up. And then Connor's like, not you, you asshole. He's like, how dare you criticize and bring up my negative <laughs> reviews. So then Connor starts going off about F the Jameson brothers. I guess like he says, he's going to take down Jameson whiskey. Sure he is. Jamie you know, that's what he was like. Are you, are he had you the crowd me? chanting F the Jameson brothers. And I, okay. That's what I saw. I was like, dude, man. This guy is like really just safe. out of control. Like that is just that, that is that's just ignorant and stupid. Jameson is like good luck, and I'll tell you one thing. And l- listen to it, okay? So I'm what I'm reading this report on Bloomberg. The only person who says anything positive about it is Dana White. The last thing he needs, yeah, was this whiskey is this going to make a kid a million dollars. They can't keep his proper number twelve whiskey off the shelves. It's flying off the shelves. All the casinos around here are not only serving it, selling it. He's killing it. Good for him. Like. This guy's, uh, yeah. Dana, Dana's just unbelievable. This guy is. He, it's amazing when you work. Like, yeah, it's amazing he, how much he. He loves yeah. his favorites. He loves his favorites. Hey, he's like, he's a father. Oh, I love this kid. I couldn't care less about you. You know what I mean? Like, there's some real, got, real you know, Moretz. You've been following this shit for years. Like, hardcore dudes that give blood, sweat, tears, almost dying for the company. He couldn't care about yet. He wants to just think this guy, uh, you know, everything he does is gold, apparently. Uh, here is Connor McGregor's whiskey. Proper twelve sets sales and buy record despite its abysmal yeah. reviews. It's the first time, right? So somebody wants to. It's yeah. one of those things. It goes to like, show hey, though what a big hey, a new cola what, came what out. big fanboys he has. Yeah, like they'll buy his whiskey even though it sucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. I won't be buying it. I'll tell you that. Proper twelve, my ass. All right. How much? So how much has he sold here? Or is it like big baller? Like are they? You know. As you stated, here's some, uh, here's Bloomberg. Further tasting notes from my informal panel included watered down, obviously artificially colored uh, notes of turpentine interlaced with the musk of a crowded, poorly maintained <laughs> Turkish bathhouse sauna. <laughs> Business insider. It smells like ethanol and it tastes marginally better. <laughs> Listen to this guy. I'd a small initial sip was deceptively okay, but subsequent uh, uh, snifters were like vanilla flavoring trying to cover up rubbing alcohol. Listen to this one, Marenzi. I'd rather tap out than go another round with that vile and drinkable shite. Sorry, Connor. I mean shite. <laughs> Watered down turpentine. Here's from Postilled, which is actually like an alcohol, like blog right so they're there it's not first just, of all it's garbage whiskey it's 34.99 a bottle too so, so he goes it's not it's not high end um this is great from postilled matt healy my immediate concern with this product is the glass has an incredibly strange and slippery texture it ended up with a strange gloss finish to it making the whole bottle look weird from afar <laughs> rubbing your fingers across the front label reveals uh, cracking and popping of air bubbles below the label that do not go away 
The packaging feels cheap and sub-premium as a whole. Very strange for something uh, trading on reputation rather than price. Yep. So it basically sounds like he's got the big baller shoes of whiskey. It's like a, it's a pile of crap. Yeah, it's garbage. But people will buy it, as you said, right? Just to like Rikolov for thirty-four bucks. <laughs> Rikolov? Yeah. You can get uh, you can get a gallon of that for sixteen dollars. Let's find a Rikolov vodka review. Oh, it's awful, man. I had it with eggs. I remember blessing in me. We had like screwdrivers in the morning with that stuff. It sucks. <laughs> like I, I like and I like I'm I, like I. You know me, Marantz. I can I can throw them back. I'm just like yeah, Rikolov. I'm actually getting it's, sick it's, and like. I'm actually like, I want to throw up looking at the bottle cap. Like, I'm getting a flash. Like, this stuff nearly killed me and got me fired. It's, <laughs> it's $7.99. It's $7.99. $7.99 stuff for, for a big eight. bottle, guys. Like, it's I'm, listen, proof. me and Cam have drank a lot. Cam knows I can drink too. Oh, this I, me and him drank a bottle of Rikolov. Like, we were messed up, boy. Like, we were like, Oh, it's not regular liquor. It's, it's not like normal liquor. drunk either. Like, oh. yeah, it's a miracle I didn't get arrested type thing. <laughs> so, listen to this. It's one liter bottle, 80, uh, 80 proof, sells for $7.99. $7.99. That bottle That's why we bought my it. liquor store. Well, you, you and I bought it. I think we paid three ninety nine or something. It was that cheap. Yeah, it was, yeah, was four ninety nine actually. Yeah, it was four ninety nine. We came got like, like a bucks. massive jug of vodka for like five bucks. Five bucks. Went yeah. back to a hotel room and sort of knew. We're like, that's kind of early, but nah, let's just have a drink. <laughs> Yeah. We didn't realize this stuff's like paint thinner, man. Like, so yeah. basically, I think we started drinking at about two in the afternoon, one or two in the afternoon. By like five o'clock, it was like fall down drunk type stuff. Like, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Like, we still managed to do our interviews and stuff. Like, yeah, we, we did the show. Pretty good. Yeah, we wasted, but we were still fun. Pre show was all right. Remember, I went to yeah, the game. Good. And yeah, that's that's, that's, when, that's when things when were yeah, yeah. That's when that's, really that's, that's when the Rikolov really kicked in when you when when, when Rikolov with a few orchard the beer. beers yeah orchard park draft God buff God bless Buffalo that damn they never even cut me off like it's just hilarious like I'm slaughtered going in there already it's like the UNLV game remember when we went there when they played the Oregon State Beavers we were coming out with flats of booze like it's like at other stadiums are yeah. like. Two max. Like, I think like, I might have fallen into drinks. the beer stand once at that game, and they served me. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's amazing. I was like, ah, I, like, I dropped one right. I bought it, and I dropped it. I'm like, give me another one. Like, uh, oh, yeah. That was, that was the night the Dallas Cowboys came back. Epic night, Monday night yeah. football in Buffalo. Horrible so, night. The Rikolov Vodka Review. I, I want a review here. Uh, it's, it's not going to be pretty. I can tell you that. It's going to be awful. <laughs> Like I know, and I, I always find Absolute kind of has that turpentine taste to it too. But it's like a hundred times better than Ricola. Our the boy, our bargain. boy Yang was. Uh, he's been preaching. He says that you can't go wrong with Kettle One. He says that's the cleanest vodka. You know Did you agree? Yeah, yeah. You know what? Yang is the smart. You know what? I know why I was off the air for a couple minutes. He's the smart. He's on point. Yeah, it's not his fault. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not his fault. I love this guy. And then true, 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 true story yesterday. Was it yesterday that it happened, yeah. Yang? I don't even remember. Yeah, I think so. That was, was two, two days, days ago. ago. Yeah, two He's days right ago we had a big one. problem. And Yang tells me, he goes, I'm so glad you're sitting next to me because I know you'd be setting me. What the F, Yang? What the hell are yeah. you doing? What's going on? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, yeah, and I saw it wasn't his fault. Like, the computer, like, there's nothing you can do. The, the, the Wi-Fi, the hotel lost their, their internet. Their, oh, our I, whole system I was, I was free. You know what the worst was, Morenzi? I'm calling in, right? And I hear, I knew it was a problem because, you know, when you call, hey, welcome to Fantasy Sports Network and it's clean, it was the backup one. 
hey, the, the other guy's oh, voice yeah, yeah. and stuff. And I'm like, I hear dial tone. Yeah, it sucked for me. I was hoping we got oh. knocked off the air. I'm like, are we still on Buddy. the air? He's like, yeah. Buddy, I tried 30 times to come I had to go back. 40 minutes like, alone after a long day. <laughs> I know, buddy. Trust me. You know, I I, I, I was doing every Ask Yang. I was, like, writing them panic notes. Like, how the hell do I get on? I tried to call on my phone. I go, let's do it on the phone. No phone line. When, when, when I couldn't get through to the fantasy sports that were on the line, I go, we got a big problem here. I didn't know. I realized so what happened. But Yang's right. He's right about Kettle One Gabe. It is the best value of all. So here's the uh, Hands down. Hands here's down. here's the reviews. Here's the reviews of, uh, I can't find, we'll find a recall off. It's so bad, no one was going to review it. Like, uh, So but this is like from uh, six six major vodka brands reviewed. The classic, Stoli. Are you a Stoli fan? Yep, for the price I am. Stoli's second best. Pine Kettle one. Uh, what about uh, Stoli? Yeah, so Stoli and Stolchinyanya. So Stoli, that's the yeah. one. Stoli's awesome. Um, it's not cheap either. It's, mid, it's a middle grade. Cheap Rikolov and Prince Igor, all that crap. Russian Royal. I've never heard of Russian Royal. No, I don't know Russian Royal either. Smirnov. Smirnov, that's what Lisa did. That, that's her go-to. No, 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 I'll tell you, though, I did, a, I did a blind taste test like Pepsi and Coke, and Smirnov is 100 times better than Rikolov, but it's not, I'm sorry, 100 times better than Absolute, but it's not as good as Stoll. Like, Smirnov done, like, is like the... Test. Smirnoff Domino's pizza of vodka. Like it's correct. Yeah, you can't it's not bad. It's, it's not, not great. It's not good. But it's good. yeah, it's okay. Yeah, but but Yang's right. Kettle one for the price. And if you're going to go a little bit cheaper, I always go Stoli. I would say Grey Goose is a little overrated. And I used to be Actually, a big Grey Goose guy, but it's the most overrated. It's it's for the price. Like they're charging you like way. It's because of the bottles, nice and. You know, but I even know I even find Cam like the the hangover is a little less on Grey Goose, but. I still get that ultra hot feeling in my stomach with Grey Goose. Yeah. Like you're saying, like the Kettle One sort of goes down like water. It's, you know, it's not like that heat wave. Like, no, it's you, know, you get that, like, Rikul off, your stomach's on fire. Yeah. Smirnoff, it's yeah. that little, ooh, you get that little hot punch yeah. for a second, but it moves on. Yeah. Yeah. I find Grey Goose for a premium vodka actually lingers with that sort of aftertaste that uh, I don't it's- think is good. There have been tests done by professionals, and uh, my buddy's uh, my buddy's sister works in like the liquor board, right? So she tests wine and all that stuff. She was telling me the same thing. She says Kettle One is way better. Like when they do tests with professionals over anything, like better than Grey Goose, and it's way cheaper. And and like wine, like you know, you hear about like Wolf Blast. The stuff's mass produced, like ketchup and stuff. This like is that, pretty right? hard on Smirnoff. The, these guys on people the people don't understand. Oh, they're, Smirnoff's. I, he goes I for decades. Smirnoff was a top vodka brand, even drawing the attention of James Bond who used it in his famous shaken, not stirred vodka martini. Unfortunately, between over-licing, I'm looking at you, Smirnoff Ice, and lowering its quality, Smirnoff has done pretty much everything in his power to debase his brand. I like this. If you bring Smirnoff to a friend's house, keep the bottle in a bag uh, for a couple of hours and wait until after the party gets going. Then once everyone's taste buds are suitably uh, antithized, <laughs> start subbing it in for more of the premium brands. <laughs> yeah, nice. I like that. You know what the best, like, ghetto vodka is? Pinnacle. I've never like, heard I of mean, it. Get, yeah, it's basically, it's... Uh, what, it's worse? Know, it's a, You're it's telling me it's no, worse than... It's, uh, better than it, it's better than Rikolov, and I've tried them all. Pinnacle is the best, like, dirt vodka. Like, the stuff is, like, nine ninety nine a bottle. It has less turpentine in it than uh, the other stuff. <clears throat> Trust me. 
try to maul Marenzi. That's what we buy when we go down to when we go down to uh, play the casinos. When I go down to uh, Niagara Falls, uh, New York, there, that's what we do. We go hit up the liquor store. They got big bottles of Pinnacle for like thirteen bucks, like gallons. And just Lisa's like, let's take seven or eight of those home. I go, what? Because don't worry about the border. We'll, we'll keep it. Cool. I'm actually, okay. <laughs> I'm actually in a uh, in like a alcohol like chat room now. I just <laughs> nice. And they're they're actually calling like Rikol off bottom of the barrel. It is the worst. Yeah. Except uh, they, they someone's bringing up Pinnacle here. You know, Pinnacle's good for for the lowest grade. It, for 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 I'm talking about like Prince Igor, like bottom feeders. It's the best bottom feeder. Kettle One is the best. What about Price Sky? Is the best mid grade. I think Sky. It's another club vodka. It's crap. Sky's like overrated just because it's a dumb bottle, right? Yeah, it's like ooh, we go to the club. It's like you know what I mean, like because the bottle's blue and everyone thinks they're cool. It's shit. It's garbage. There's our uh, feel free to uh, uh, participate. Yeah, you guys want to have your opinions? Yeah, on Twitter, tell us uh, your best uh, bottom of the barrel booze, best and worst vodkas. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, I, I I I got a lot of respect for Yang though. He he's absolutely right. Like, my aunt's a big martini drinker, and uh, she's done pretty well. They you ever drank like, that? Um, you ever they drank that P Diddy one? What's it called? Ciroc? Yeah, it's overrated. Another just name one, huh? That's the thing. I don't buy. I'm going to be honest with you, Gabe. Anytime a celebrity endorses that crap, I will. I'll stay away from it. Like it's just, it's all name value, right? And kind of like Connor's uh, whiskey. It's probably. Uh, like you know, you're paying a premium price for a horrible product. Right, let's do a little. We'll do a little poll question here. Best and worst vodkas. Kettle one. Kettle one. Yeah, I like kettle one a lot. Grey Goose. Very good. Stoli. Grey Goose. Stoli. Absolute. Smirnoff. Those seem to be the heavy hitters. Those are like the big five. And uh, Belvedere. Belvedere is another one. That's a that's a high end vodka. It's pretty good. I like it better than Grey Goose. I, I never buy Grey Goose. No, never. Like, it's good. If somebody gave me a gift, I'd be like, thanks. It's it's good. It's just uh, not you, worth the price. You don't buy anything expensive. <laughs> no, I don't. You, you not actually, buying Grey Goose isn't like a, a, a actually, knock you, on them. Like, yeah, you like, be, yo, you no, but I, actually, it's true. When it comes to At alcohol, you probably don't play around. It's true. No, I don't. Like, at the beer store, like, all these whole You go cheap at the grocery yeah. store, but here. Yes, I do. When it comes to your booze, it's true. You've actually, you these, drop on Crown Royal and stuff, Oh, don't you? these grifters, these grifters were looking at me. I go, can I get 12 steam whistle? It's like $26. These guys are buying Laker. It's like 12 for 12, like Doug Ford's buck of beer, right? They're looking at me like I'm rich. I'm at the beer. You have that buck of beer yet? Uh, they're working on it. Uh, it's going to be like a, it's going to be like a low grade, like a Laker or a Steeler. Like, you know, one of those, like, uh, it's going to be, yeah, they, they got that shit coming around, but uh, I was, um, yeah, I spent me on beer. I don't, I, don't I uh, with booze. we were drinking last night at the, uh, at the giant stadium at life, 13 bucks a beer. Yeah. How much is it? At, how much is it? They were pretty big though. They weren't king cans. Like they don't give you bottles or whatever. Like so, it's in a cup. But it's, yeah. it's a pretty big cup. And you know, I was like local. It was like some Bronx brewery we were drinking. Yeah, I didn't drink like the. I drank like the local stuff. They've got uh, craft uh, beer. Oh yeah, craft beer. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Man, we had a crazy day today. We didn't even get a chance to go over to Al's Diner. Uh, We did uh, Carton and Friends this morning. Craving a grilled cheese, are you? Yeah, well, you know what? All I've eaten today, I had a chocolate glazed donut this morning from 7-Eleven. Uh, a chocolate milk and a Gatorade, and uh, yeah. could immediately, be worse. yeah, it could be worse. Actually, I don't feel that bad. Like um, no, I, I had a few beers last. I'm just night more too. tired than anything. I'm not like yeah. hungover. I'm tired. Like you said, I, I yeah. drank beer, so you know, I'm not yeah. like vicious. I don't, I don't have a hangover, but the lack of sleep and you throw in the booze, it, it, it catches yeah. up. You're right, though, about the beers. Like, even me, Gabe, like, you know, I like to, after after a day, I'll even, like, on a re- regular day, I'll sit down and have, like, two or three, just, you know what I mean? It's kind of like a daily thing. Don't really get wasted, but you're right. It catches up with you. You even told me, you go, you drink a six-pack a day for a while, even though it's not going to get you drunk. It'll, it just kind of beats you down. It's like kind of like jabs in boxing. Over a while, they start to take their toll, or leg kicks in MMA. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not falling yet, but I'm starting to get the leg wobble. You get, you get my... No, it's to, it's to the point, like, um, you know, last few Saturdays, pretty much every Saturday I've gone out to the sports book I've, I've had a few and you know I just I can't do it like I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take this weekend off because even I'm like you know I'll just drink beer but thing is I just drink beer till three in the morning or something <laughs> like, yeah so yeah I was only drinking beer but I was only drinking beer for 14 hours and then I sleep for three hours and yeah it's not enough right and then it's just sort of the mixture of being tired and hung over um like I said, I'm okay today, but last Sunday I was really hurting, man. Like I didn't, uh, I was just tired. Like I wasn't hung over, just tired. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna uh, gonna start getting on the smoothies and stuff like that. Yeah, you know. Oh uh, yeah. Well, you were doing that when you were at the. the yeah, I know. I still do a yeah. bit, but yeah. I slip up. It's hard. You know, you're in the city. No, it's very hard. Yeah. You it's hard not to, to eat grease and stuff. It's funny too because I told people, uh, no, I'm eating healthy now. I'm eating over at Al's. It was like Al's Diner isn't healthy. I'm like, well, it's not. It's, it's healthier. It's not like Burger King or something. Let's bring Babano in uh, right now. We'll see what Babano's favorite vodka is. Best and worst uh, vodka for Babano. What's up, Babano? You know, got to go back to the old reliable Smirnoff. Well, it's the one I have the most. I don't know if it's the best, but you're a Smirnoff guy. Like when you when you go to the you get vodka and you, you store it in your you you grab the Smirnoff. Yeah, you're Smirnoff. I've often grabbed Smirnoff. Smirnoff Grey Goose, Grey Goose, Grey Goose once in a while too. That's about it. Grey Goose is too expensive. When you're hitting yeah. your bets, right, Babano? Grey Goose when you're winning. Yeah, exactly. When things are a little bit more financially stable, we go up to double G. Yeah. I'll be honest. Like Smirnoff is the one that I've probably bought the most in my life too. Smirnoff is the most. Because I don't, I don't like buy the generic. cheap, cheap ones. I don't want the yeah. cheap, cheap ones because I know you're going to get you sick. And the, expect, the, the ones are expensive. You know, like a kettle one, expensive. Uh, Stoli's, Stoli's not that expensive. But Stoli's Grey Goose, only a dollar more. Stoli's yeah. the best play. But usually, I'll be honest, too. I've bought more Smirnoff than anything else in my life, Cam. Yeah, me too. My, that's what Lisa drinks. So, yeah, I'm on the Smirnoff train, too. 
It's just like I said, it's like the dominoes of vodka. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> hey, man, if it's, it's in the there, freezer, I'll drink it. it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, there. Yeah. Like, like you said, it's, it's yeah, just there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to train to find it. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Our boy, uh, our boy T-Bone, he's a, he's a vodka connoisseur. Yeah, he's, he's saying Kettle he's One's kettle. the best. Yeah, I retweeted it. He knows. I've heard of it, not tried it. Yeah, never tried good. Kettle. You know, another one we're getting some love here. So our boy uh, Jeff Williams, thanks for tuning in, Jeff. Um, and JN reports in Chicago. So you guys are uh, reacting. It's a good topic, the vodka. Jeff Williams says Tito is a great middle of the pack vodka. Yeah, Tito's is a, it's a hand, it's like a, done in small batches. It's really hot right now. Like a lot of people, like a, a lot of the, like. A lot of the bars in, a lot of the drinks. casinos yeah. in like, uh, in Vegas can give you Tito's, like when you, with your yeah. drink tickets and stuff. It's a big hipster vodka, but it's actually good. Yeah. Uh, Tito's is good. He says polar ice is trash. Yeah, polar ice is pretty um, good. JN reports in Chicago, says uh, as iconic uh, Chicago hot dog or deep dish pizza. Mallard vodka. Mallard? Mallard. I don't know. M-A-L-O-R-T. It must be some local. Oh, oh yeah. I thought you saying Mallard like a duck. No, Mallard. Mallard. Mallard? Mallard. Okay. Mallard. Uh, Greg Schneider says Tito's. Our boy T-Bone says Kettle. Uh, Scortini says uh, Grey Goose, number one. All right. So we'll keep on uh, going back to this. Yeah, I'm checking out this that? Mallard. Yeah, it's a Chicago thing. Interesting. Very interesting. Bill Waters, or Bill Waters, who gave a, did uh, some radio stuff with back in the day, always used to call Darren Millard Mallard or Ducky. Yeah. <laughs> Ducky is what he called him. Mallard. Yeah, he's yeah. also Millard. probably drank a lot of vodka too. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be a good guy to ask. Yeah. Our boy Wilbur. Yeah, Wilbur would say, "Gabe, I don't really drink vodka. I'm more of a cognac." Like. No, I love Wilbur. Yeah, He's Wilbur. Great. Wilbur's drinking probably like you know six and eight hundred dollar bottles of cognac. He's not drinking no, Smirnoff. He drinks. He's it got all. money, okay. you know. Yeah, we've been at a company party. He does it all. Like he'll pound beers. He'll do cognac. He's just one. Like he's a, he's an equal opportunity. He's drink. a hockey guy. Like he's a drunk. Yeah, yeah. I know what hockey guys can do. They can drink exactly. Which means hockey he can throw them back. Well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, Brad. Brad Waters a great guy. Uh, Bill Waters, excuse me. Bill, Bill's, Bill's a. Oh, Bill's Brad, a great the son guy. too. Brad's but, a good, yeah. yeah, Brad's a good guy too. I like yeah. them both. Yeah, but I, I know I know Bill. I I know Brad a bit, but uh, Bill's always been very very nice to me over the years. Um, former. Um, Former president of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, there's some there's some pricks that he worked with. And big-time agent. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah. Sure. Okay, Babano, so uh, college football tonight. You like any of these games for betting purposes? Uh, not, not a lot tonight. I mean, I, I wanted to bet Utah, but it's pretty high. I mean, it's 14 and a half, 15, and I think they're I still like betting that. Utah. Man, Utah don't have an offense. You want to lay that type of points, right? Yeah. Uh, that's the, that's the tricky part, but I don't know how Arizona scores against this defense in yeah. this football game because that offensive line uh, has been bad all year. Uh, Khalil Tate's been not 100% healthy all year. He's lost that dual-threat mobility element that made him so effective last year. And if you go back, ever since the end of last year, started the last couple games of the regular season, the bowl game, Arizona's offense got shut down. All this season, you've seen that Arizona offense get shut down. It hasn't been the same. I mean, Khalil Tate took the college football world by storm his first five or six games and he's really been uh, not done a whole lot ever since then so I think they're in tough there uh, with uh, it's just too many points though for me to lay with Utah I leaned over with South Florida and Tulsa but Tulsa's banged up at running back uh, their top two running backs may or may not play and they've relied heavily on the run game this year under Philip Montgomery they haven't had any confidence in any of the quarterbacks they've thrown out there Luke Skipper was terrible Seth Boomer uh, got the start love that name uh, he got the start last week 13 of 31 passing uh, that's not 
not going to really uh, give me a lot of confidence, those kind of completion numbers. So that's the one thing that concerned me with the over there. You will get at least two teams that play up-tempo, two teams that play fast on offense. So I'll lean over still in that game, 61. Yeah, I got got that game. Uh, I got it it over tonight in the South Florida-Tulsa game. Everyone's talking South Florida. I'm taking Tulsa tonight. I think it's a good – it's one of those, like, it's kind of like what uh, Merrill said, their Super Bowl. I know they got injuries and stuff, but just, like, playing in South Florida, like, they're amped for this game. They've been waiting for this game for a while, and everyone thinks it's a lock. I'll go the other way. Give me the Golden Hurricane, please. You know what, Gam? South Florida on the road laying big points is not something I'm interested in. Yeah. Uh, they barely beat Illinois. Remember, there was a game against Illinois, and they were very, very sleepwalkish uh, in that game. They didn't play very well at all. Uh, I'd probably lean Tulsa, too. I think uh, South Florida's uh, – and Charlie Strong in particular, not a coach I love laying points with on the highway. Uh, but Bano's getting called out now. Like, of course, right? right. You know. um, and you know what? I, I buy Smirnoff as well. Um Hanger, but Bano's all wrong on the vodka. Smirnoff isn't great. Always gets Stoli instead of Smirnoff. Yes, here's St. Hanger knows. Belvedere or Kettle One kettle over one Grey Grace. Agreed. Well, that's that's two now two. multiple people pumping up Kettle One, so I may have to write that down on the list and give that one a go. Yeah, T-Bone knows vodka, trust me. Yeah, he's, 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 he's like religious about Kettle One. It's cheaper. Kettle One is just, it's cheaper than Grey Goose and Belvedere. It's in the three hole. Like, it's it's not, it's more expensive than Smirnoff and Stoli, but cheaper than the big ones, and it's better. So. There's, there's one hard, thing that Ryan hard. Haynes knows, it's alcohol. Oh, he does. <laughs> like, you know, Haynes, you should actually, yeah. funny, like, people seem to like this topic. You should actually do it, Haynes. You should do, like, booze videos. You know, give your yeah. review of a beer and stuff. And, like, all right, this vodka. And, yeah, I think it's a great, great idea, idea for Haynes. Well, I want, if he doesn't want to do it, I want to steal your idea. Right? See, it's brilliant. they got great ideas for other people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we'll do, like, we'll do like the beer challenge, right? You get blindfolded and you t- try them all out. Oh, it'd be right? great. Yeah, you and him testing the beer the taste. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Hanser, give me a call. We're going to work on this. Good good, good idea for a project, Marenzi. I'm going to keep this one in the old vault. Yeah, Perfect. yeah. Twitter's blowing up. Brick City Matthew in Jersey <laughs> says, what up, Brick City Matthew? He's going with Tito's. Tito's. Tito's He's going with good. Tito's. Kyle Johnson yep. said, guys, it's all about the Polish vodka. Yeah, well. Zubroka yeah. and uh, Duboa. Oh. Yeah, the Polish vodka with Polish the peanut vodka and cherry bourbon is solid, too. Yeah. Polish Ooh, peanut wow. vodka. Interesting. I know the they do with the p- potatoes. Yeah, I just. Peanuts? Is that what he's saying? Peanuts? Yeah. Oh, I never heard of Polish peanut, peanut vodka. You learn something new. I live in Little Poland here, and uh, yeah, ask your yeah, ask your ask your neighbors yeah, if they got actually, any of that peanut funny. vodka. You should, you should see our recycling bins. Lots of vodka bottles in those. Hey, eh? you know that everyone's getting pissed. See so yeah, all the little poles. The neighbors. Poles and the Russians yeah. are hardcore. They can drink. Yeah. Man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My, my, there's more booze per capita in my like. I got the Filipino guys playing cards in the garage. They like they, they like the beers. Then I got the Polish guys crushing crushing bottles and watching boxing in their garage. Yeah, Gabe. It's a real uh, it's a real drinking court I got going on here. He's got a real melting pot. Community. Community there, Cam, yeah, where yeah. You live. Lots, yeah, yeah. I gotta lay off. I gotta lay off the booze. All this Lots booze talk. I do yeah. too. The booze is starting to really hurt me. Actually, it's starting to affect me now. I don't yeah, drink yeah. that much. You know, it is like we work so much all the time. You gotta have some fun once in a while, right? Yeah, I'm going. With I went out to the game you. last night, but like I said, I'm paying the price, and I'm already thinking, oh, tomorrow, Saturday. I say I'm not gonna drink, but. You know, it's tough. I don't have any furniture, so you know, what am yeah. I going to do? Just so, sit yeah. there? Like, so I end up going out, right? You know what the thing is, too? And you have a couple beers and you come home to no furniture, you feel better. If you didn't drink, you'd be like, ah, oh, man. At least with the booze, it kind of takes the edge yeah. off. Right? I don't remember coming stick home to, last night. Beer. Yeah, I don't remember coming home last night. I've been there. Yeah, exactly. I don't Blanca. know. Like, <laughs> I, I, get a I sort of do. I remember, 
I, I wasn't like blasted, but I, I actually remember like being responsible and drinking. Like yeah. I drank like eight bottles of water last night when I got home. Smart. I, I knew smart. I didn't want yeah. to. I was and like some pills, and you're good the next day. Exactly. Yeah, I was like, ah, yeah, oh, this isn't. I wasn't even thirsty. I was like, I got to do this. So I just stood there, yeah. chug, 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 chug. Moretzi? I was like, I, I got to force the- it down. I got to do another one. Chug, chug, chug. I, and I went I through like four yeah. bottles of water. It really, really softens the hangover when you do that. It sure does. It does. I'm keeping the Nestle Water Company in factory. Like those cases of 24, Gabe, I, t- I, drink two, I drink in two days. I have 12 bottles of water a day. It's the only thing my girlfriend thinks is the one thing keeping me alive. Is our, mutual, our mutual friend, Chris Edge, uh, Dr. Chris Edge, Hangover MD, uh, he's always telling everybody that'll listen, you know, p- chug a bunch of bottles of water, take a couple of pills before you go to sleep. After you've been drinking a lot, you'll feel much better the next day. And I've heeded that advice now the last lot of everybody a, told me. Like I'll give you a better tip, in. too. Yeah, I'll give you a better tip, Marenzi. You know what works better than, than pills and it's natural, too? With your water, buy those little crystals. They're called NRC or whatever grape oh, yeah. or orange you put them in your water it's like it's got every single vitamin in the book you take that back you'll it's way it trust me it's a lifesaver energy or uh, emergency michelle serpico swears by the uh, the smart water yeah well smart waters uh, a lot of people yeah i've heard that smart I guess water uh, smart water is not bad for hangovers as well all right so uh, I like fiji water yeah i've been here in the water, fiji, fiji, yeah, fiji's a uh, big time yeah yeah so, it's um, expensive all right, but ben, <laughs> any other college football Saturday? And then after on the other side of the break, we'll jump into the NFL and the baseball and everything. Yeah, I like Duke against Georgia Tech, plus three. It's a bye week for Duke. They get time to prepare the triple option. They faced it already this season one time against Army. They shut down Army uh, in that game. Georgia Tech's a fraudulent record so far. All their wins are against Patsy's, Louisville, Bowling Green, Alcorn State. They haven't beaten anybody good. They lost to Clemson, Pitt, and South Florida in their three step-up games. Uh, Daniel Jones, I think, is going to be better. He's healthier now. Had the game after the collarbone injury. Uh, he'll be healthy, ready to go. And Duke is 3-1 uh, and one straight up, 4-0 ATS, head-to-head against Georgia Tech. Cutcliffe has had Paul Johnson's number in this matchup, and I think Duke wins that game outright. I think we see points with Colorado and USC. Uh, in that big Pac-12 game. Over 57 makes some sense. I was leaning toward Colorado. Uh, I kind of like the spot, though, for USC off the bye, but I like the total because USC could be down Cameron Smith, who is a leader on this defense. I think he leads them in tackles, linebacker for the Trojans, injured in practice this week, and he's 50-50 at best, according to Clay Helton, to play. Uh, And apparently JT Daniels in this offense in practice, they've looked very, very good. The offense in general for USC has played better the last couple weeks against Washington State and Arizona, but their secondary is still suspect. Steven Montez has an incredible completion rate. I think you're going to see some points late night in uh, L.A. in that big Pac-12 showdown. Uh, what do you think of that big one, uh, Washington and Oregon? Ooh. I want to take I, – I'm, I'm, I'm going to take Oregon. Uh, it's only going to be a small play, though, because uh, I don't know if Oregon's ready – to move the ball against Washington's caliber of defense. But I think they're going to move the ball a bit against Washington uh, on offense with Justin Herbert a little bit in this game. Uh, Washington's offense concerns me a little bit here, too. Uh, Oregon off a bye. Jake Browning still isn't doing a whole lot to impress me uh, with this Washington team. No, they're still scoring uh, about 30 points, though. You look, yeah. you know, 35 like against why. BYU, 31 like against Washington. UCLA. I know they're not explosive, but they've been efficient enough, Babano. 
The problem for me with Oregon and why it's only a small play, because I like the spot, I like the price, three-and-a-half home underdog with Oregon, but they did everything to give that game away to Stanford. They did not close that game well at all in their last big home game against a decent opponent. Peterson versus Cristobal is an advantage for Peterson. Yes, it does too, no doubt. Chris Peterson's all about the details, you know, especially after a game like the UCLA game last week where his team was a little bit sleepy, they didn't play their best. This is where you usually see a Chris Peterson coach team correct those They're little mistakes and play better. They played like junk last week and they won, so they'll be they'll be mad this week. Well, I was going to ask your opinion. You don't want to get in front of Notre Dame guys, but Pittsburgh getting 21 and a half on my book is 22. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm like, done getting in front of Notre Dame. No, Cam, no, no. But Gabe, but Gabe, no, you were good. They were good to you with Wake Forest, but this is the type of game like the Ball State game, Notre Dame feeling good, blowing out Virginia Tech. This is the type of game they win and don't cover. I bet the over uh, last night already when what, I was 54? at the book. Yeah, I thought it was 54? too low. Yeah. Notre Dame that scores a ton low. of points every week. They, and, and Pickett score, I think. What do you think? Pitt can't stop anybody. No, they can't. Three and over the over for Notre Dame since Ian Book took over at the quarterback spot. Over makes sense. They lost their leader on defense pit. Uh, Quinton Wurginis to a knee injury. Uh, Narduzzi's saying it's a leader for this team or heartbroken for the guy. So a bad defense just lost maybe their best player. So it could be a long day for them. It's a good spot for Pitt, but I don't trust them to get stopped. I really don't. Babano, rightwager.com, SBR, um, picks. Take a quick break on the other side. We'll talk NFL. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fancy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Use as directed. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio. Fantasy Sports Network, Ian Cameron, rightwager.com. Uh, Babano lit it up last week, actually. Call it football. Yep. To look to uh, keep keep it going uh, hey, Marissa, tonight take, and tomorrow. You, you take the Devils last night? Devils! 6 nothing. The Devils. Devils rolled, man. Yeah, they're hot, man. Devils are hot, too. <laughs> Ian Cameron? Yes, there he is. Uh, all right, uh, Babano. So, um... Let's get into the NFL action. We got baseball as well, but let, let's get into the let's get into the National Football League action here. Uh, you and I we talked NFL the other night, Babano. Has anything changed now that the games are, are getting closer and uh, the the lines are moving around a bit here? Uh, yeah, I mean, mostly uh, there's most of my early le- week leans and opinions haven't really changed all that much. Uh, I was. <laughs> Not a whole lot. I mean, I'm getting a little worried about Buffalo. I was really liking Buffalo, actually, early in the week, but I'm starting to look at it more and more. Early in that game against Tennessee, I think when they had some plays, preset notions of what they were going to run on offense, they took Tennessee by surprise. And then after that, they didn't do anything offensively for the rest of that game. And that's a little bit of a concern for me. And another concern is Houston's big weaknesses 
against the pass defensively if they've got one. And I don't know if the Bills are well equipped to take advantage of it. So I still think I would not I would not lean in the slightest to delaying ten points with Houston, but I'm a little colder on taking uh, being gung ho about taking Buffalo now than maybe I was earlier in the week. Problem with the Bills is too, Cam. If they fall behind, they're screwed. Right? Well, that's like, that's the thing. The they got to score that. first. Like when they scored first versus Tennessee, and, and if that guy doesn't drop that easy ball from Mariota, Bills probably don't cover in that game. So, yeah, the, the, the scoring's a real concern, Marenzi. I want to take the points, but I'm with Bobano. I'm getting colder on that game. Something's telling me it's. Well, yeah. there's always that little voice. It's sort of like yeah. the. You know, the Vikings, you want to take them, you're getting all those points, you don't, they win. Then it's like, wow, they're getting double digits against the Packers, and then they get shut out. I mean, like you said, that's the thing with the Bills. It wouldn't surprise me if the Bills won won a game, won the game outright, close game. Wouldn't surprise me if they lost by three points, and it wouldn't surprise me if Deshaun Watson, like, ran around and they lost 37-6 or something. (laughs) That's the thing with the Bills. You don't really know what you're going to get. That's true, and I'm worried that the overtime win, too, with the Texans, that's a pep in their step, that's confidence, that's now two wins in a row, neither one was pretty, neither one was a Picasso against the Colts or the Cowboys, but they found a way to win both of those football games, and now you know their season's back on, not back on track, but now they've still got something to shoot for. There's a long season ahead, they've won two games after a bad start, and they're feeling confident, you would think, coming into this game, but again, Bill O'Brien's the kind of coach where you can dominate a game, and we saw that last week against Dallas, and still only win the game by a few points. Hey, Babano, uh, Cleveland and the Chargers, I see the Browns favored now by one. Didn't they open up as one-point pooches in this game? And I guess people believe in Cleveland. Gabe talked about it. They haven't played a bad game. They've been solid every week. If not for a kicker, they'd be in a really good situation right now. But what do you think about this Chargers-Browns game? Uh, Cleveland, minus one. Should be a good one. It should be a good one, Cam. A really interesting game. I, I lean a little Chargers, but this is a game that I, I was leaning Chargers all week here, too. Not in love with betting it. Uh, Cleveland, though, at the same time, I've got to see them win two in a row. Uh, this is something that they still have not done this season. They weren't able to follow up their last win uh, with a second straight win. Uh, we'll see if they can do it here. Don't underestimate the toll physically and mentally of the game against Baltimore. That was a physical battle. Uh, a division rival. They hadn't lost. They hadn't beaten Baltimore in forever. They finally win on that great Joseph, a knuckleball field goal in overtime. That, that guy's horrible. Babano, that guy's a bad, you know what, I, I, I hate to say this, Zane Gonzalez, I know he missed kicks, I trust him, like, like they're going to lose games because of this guy, like, his kicks are bad, like, when they go in, they barely go in, he's he's erratic, like, that, that guy they picked up for him, hey, Gabe, you see Cleveland's kicker? He's yep. very concerning, he's, he he's, he's, he's going to cost him a couple games, guaranteed. He's a kid, they yep. brought in a rookie, right? Yeah. yeah, but he, he, he just, wasn't his, even his playing anywhere. He was sitting good. at home. He I was know. sitting at home when they called him. You know, he wasn't he, doing a darn thing in football. Yeah, he makes kicks that are like they're, everything's ugly, like hit the bar and go in or whatever. He's just uh, he's all over the place. Like you said, Cleveland, you know, Cleveland haven't won. Um, they've won back-to-back games in a hell of a long time, but they're a different team now. You know, they, they, they're yep. a different team. It's um, it's a tough game. It's an interesting it's game tough. with the Chargers. Chargers always lose there, too. Don't forget they lost, I right? When they were there. That was the game. The Browns, the only game they won that year. Here's one thing I will lean with in this game. Uh, the Chargers' offensive line's not been good the last couple of weeks. I've seen it. Uh, it's, it's had some troubles. I think Cleveland might be able to get you know that pass rush going with Miles Garrett a little bit against Phillip Rivers. But on the other side of the equation, you've got uh, a Chargers defense, which had played two bad games in a row. Apparently, they had a rally the troops kind of thing going on with their defense prior to last week against Oakland, saying we have to start playing better defensively. 
And they did. They played a tremendous defensive game last week against Oakland. So as me leaning under, this total has gone up to 46 now in a lot of spots. I think it's too high. Yeah. I just, what do you think about the Gabe? I know the, the Seahawks line actually has gone down too. I know we talked. I love the Seahawks in this game. Yeah, I, I like the over with Whale Capper especially because I think uh, both teams can score. I think it's a really good spot to put up points in London. But, but Ben, I'm surprised that the line went from three. Uh, Seattle only two and a half now. Do you have an opinion of this game? Seattle is better than Oakland, but uh, some crazy things happen in London. Who do you like here? This is, yeah, this, this is two teams that uh, I have some concerns about, but you know, you're going to put Seattle in a situation where all they got to do is win the game. And you got to put Oakland in a situation where you got to trust them to win the game. And I think there's even more reason to doubt Oakland than Seattle. I mean, Oakland's just found ways to lose. They've been poorly coached. They've had uh, a terrible defense all season long. They haven't been able to stop the run. They've had no pass rush. They've had secondary that's allowed receivers to run wide open against them throughout the season. And now Seattle finally got their ground game going last week. Chris Carson had success running the football uh, against that L.A. Rams team. All that Seattle offense needs is a little bit of a running attack to put take some pressure off Russell Wilson, and it'll open some things up down the field for him. And uh, I was impressed with Seattle's offense last week against the L.A. Rams. I mean, they moved the football uh, in that game. They certainly should move the football here uh, against Oakland. I think if Derek Carr stops with these bonehead, mind-numbing, momentum-killing interceptions that he's had uh, on a weekly basis. Oakland will move the ball in this game. K.J. Wright's not playing for Seattle at linebacker. He's been ruled out. You know, Earl Thomas, you saw the result without him on the field last week. L.A. Rams throwing the ball everywhere uh, against that Seattle team. So I think Oakland can return fire in this game. I think Seattle wins a high-scoring game, so I'll go Seahawks and over in that one. I don't have a problem with that. I like Seattle to win that game. That's, that's the one of the games that catches my eye the most. Uh, the other one was the Buffalo Bills, but like you said, I'm getting a little bit of cold feet uh, with that one. I like the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I don't love them. Um, the game that I do like, though, and I like the Seahawks the best, and the next one that I personally like is Jacksonville against Dallas. And, you know, Babano, I just don't see how Dallas, I don't see how Dallas moves the ball on these guys. I mean, they're going to run the ball with Elliott. They're going to try to run the ball with Elliott. Fine. So Jacksonville's aware of this. Jacksonville are one of the best defenses in the National Football League. Those Jacksonville DBs are, are all studs. It's hard to get open on them. KC, like, is that good? That's just the problem. So it's like suddenly people are down on Jacksonville. And the Dallas wide receivers are already average to pedestrian. So I just, you know, I, I could be way off on this. But stylistically, I think it's a horrible matchup for the Dallas Cowboys. Like, the Cowboys want to, like, basically, the Cowboys never out-trick anybody. They're not going to out-play call anybody. The Cowboys basically try to just, like, blow you off the line of scrimmage, run the ball with Elliott, and they physically try to beat you, and they just milk the clock. To me, you're not going to physically out-beat the Jacksonville Jaguars if you're the Cowboys. You need to come at them and like, like the Chiefs did, throw it around, like, quick plays and no huddle and, like, you know, crisp offense. And you can be aggressive against them, and you can be successful. I don't see Dallas doing that. I, I like Jacksonville in this game, guys. I, I agree. Uh, Jacksonville minus three. I mean, this is good Bortles week. I mean, if you follow the Jacksonville pattern of play this year, uh, Bortles was terrible week one versus the G-Men. Great week two against New England. Terrible week three uh, against Tennessee. Great in week four against the Jets. Terrible last week against Kansas City. 
time for good Bortles to show up. And I think he, he's always – give him this. He's, not, he's mistake-prone as can be, but he's always rebounded after a bad game this season consistently. He had a bad one last week against Kansas City, a terrible game. Uh, I think he's going to bounce back and at least do enough. I mean, Jacksonville's not moving the ball up and down the field uh, against Dallas's defense, but I think they'll do enough here. Uh, T.J. Yeldon can shoulder the load at the running back spot. You know, Keelan Cole, Dante Moncrief, Dede Westbrook, they're not great receivers, but they can do enough for Bortles throwing the football. Dallas, who do you trust to gain separation against Jalen Ramsey in this secondary? Maybe Tavon Austin, maybe. No one else can. Uh, Michael Gallup, Beasley, Alan Hearns. I, I, like, it's not a very good receiving core. They don't threaten opposing defenses. They don't scare opposing defenses with the uh, skill position talent they have. Zeke Elliott even, you know, hasn't had the same season running the football at times and Jacksonville's going to key on the run uh, in this game so you know it's not going to be a shootout the under probably makes sense in this game but I think Jacksonville on defense alone can just completely blanket and overwhelm this Dallas team and get the cover because of it I got a different opinion on this game I I like Dallas I know the numbers don't really say anything guys but they won both of their games at home I love the fact that everyone's down on the media is crapping on them right now I just think it's a good spot I understand Jacksonville is the best total defense in the NFL I just think Dallas is a different beast at home and i'm getting three points plus to the money i think it's going to be a tight game that dallas can squeak out but hey we can't agree on every game right fellas Exactly. If there, if everybody was on the same side, there'd be no sports betting marketplace. There'd be no such thing as going to the counter. There'd be no odds makers to, to try to beat, no bookmakers to try to beat if everyone lined up on the same teams every week. That's what makes the fun of it. Or there would be, but uh, every game would yeah. be like minus 77. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just think it's a good spot for Dallas, guys. I think Jacksonville's a better team, but I think Dallas at home is a totally different team. But a game, a game that I didn't like, and I see there's line movement on it here now, but I'm sort of starting, there was two games that, Really, I was sort of thinking, you know what? I'm just going to pass on these games. But I'm starting to buy into the two teams on their home field. That's the Miami Dolphins getting three and a half on their home field. Chicago coming off the bye week on the road. I think it's just a little ambitious to ask them to win by four. And the other one is Tennessee. You were just talking about Tennessee Tennessee and Buffalo. love Tennessee. They got Baltimore coming in. I don't like betting against Baltimore, but... And it's two and a half now. It's not three, but you can yeah. buy the half point. And yeah. I just don't see why Baltimore would be favored here, uh, Babano. I'm actually on the Ravens here. Uh, a Harbaugh off a loss has been fantastic. And I'm starting to think Tennessee, I, I, some, these are two teams where you'll see that they've got even records, three and two, and here's Tennessee as a home underdog. Well, how can that be? You know, Tennessee home underdog when they both have three and two records. But I'm looking at Baltimore and some of the teams they've played and then some of the teams, you know, Tennessee's played. I know they have the win against Philadelphia, but that was a good spot for them. Then you look at through five games. I did some real digging into this. Tennessee in five games, they've been outgained by almost 200 total yards combined. Baltimore in five games, they've outgained their opponents by almost 500 yards combined. That is a massive, massive discrepancy for two teams with equal records. I, I just don't think Tennessee's offense, it's too limited. Uh, for right now, in my opinion, uh, it's, it's which team can run the football better. And I think Baltimore can in this game because Baltimore, their run defense has been fantastic. Tennessee's run defense is only uh, 26th in the NFL, allowing 123 per game. So I think Alex Collins and Buck Allen going to be able to run the ball a bit more effectively for the Ravens than Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis will for uh, Tennessee. And I think that'll make the difference in a close game. You know, you got Justin Tucker there can make a 50-some-yard field goal with time expired, and that might be enough to cash your ticket if you can get two and a half on this game. So I think it's a close game, but I think Baltimore pulls it out. Tennessee's got a good kicker, too. 
They're both good kickers in this game. Suck up, yeah, suck up. Yeah, Ryan suck up is pretty good. Suck up. I was gonna. Yeah, Not much up. worse. You're right. <laughs> suck it up. Yeah. What about Tampa Bay, Atlanta? I'll tell you, this is one favorite I like, and I'm, I'm starting to buy into the Falcons now. That's only I have three. Gabe, Gabe, I'm bu- I'm buying in big. I'm going hard on Atlanta. I know historically, I've been betting Tampa Bay. They have a good history against Atlanta, but different situation. Atlanta fighting for their season. Babano, Tampa Bay. Uh, the real Buccaneers are starting to show themselves. Three seems like a very low number to cover at home. Am I missing something? I think the Falcons can win this game by a touchdown plus. Well, you look at Atlanta. What were they laying against Cincinnati at home a few weeks ago? Five and a half? Yeah. What were they laying against New Orleans earlier this season at home? Three? Three. The same number? And now they're only laying three to Tampa Bay? I mean, when they were laying around the same price, Cincinnati's and the New Orleans of the NFL? Seems like value with the favorite, you know? Absolutely it does. Absolutely it does. And, and I know they're still banged up on defense camp. Like, it's ridiculous how many injuries they've got. I mean, Grady Jarrett, Ricardo Allen, Keanu Neal, Deion Jones, Justin Bethel, uh, Tack McKinley may not go now, one of their big edge pass rushers along with Dick Beasley. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's one injury after another. Devontae Freeman's now out, but that doesn't matter. Uh, we saw the game against Cincinnati, which is the game that Freeman didn't play. They just abandon the run, throw the ball all over the field. They should be able to do that against Tampa Bay. I mean, Tampa Bay's secondary, it's been god-awful. They haven't had Hargraves all season long. He's still out in that secondary for the Bucks. They're giving up 358 passing yards through the air per game. Uh, they're not stopping this Atlanta passing attack. Even if they are a one-dimensional passing offense here because of Freeman not playing, they're going to torch, I think, this Bucks secondary. But I think Winston, in his first start for the Bucks this season, he's going to make some plays too. I just think Atlanta will make more. Uh, I'll take Atlanta minus three, and I like the over even more at 57. It's this high, but it's hard not to grab it. It's hard not to. I mean, Atlanta in this dome, look at the last two games in the dome. 43-37 against New Orleans, 37-36 against Cincinnati. Those games got into the 70s and 80s, and I think we can at least get into the 60s with this game. Agreed. Ian Cameron, uh, a.k.a. Babano. What do you guys uh, think about the over in uh, L.A. Denver, too? Like, a Den- Seattle scored at will against the Rams last week. Denver at uh, 52? That that total seems low to me. Am I am I missing something, guys? What do you guys think? Oh, snow and cold in Denver, Cam, oh, uh, coming up on Sunday. We're looking the weather at, report. Yeah, three <laughs> inches of snow. I'm, oh, I'm hearing that it's going to be right up to game time that this snow's coming down. So you could be, have a snow-covered field. The key is the wind, though. I mean, we've seen high-scoring games in the snow before. Uh, The key is going to be wind. What's the wind going to be like? And the wind's supposed to be high in the afternoon. It's supposed to die down uh, at, I think, some point during the game. They're saying around halftime. So it's a very, very tricky call, totals-wise, in regards to the weather. But you're not going to see me betting a Ram game under, Uh, regardless of the conditions, regardless of the scenario. From a side perspective, this is a tough game. I mean, the Rams are in a brutal spot, two road games in a row, now in the thin air altitude of Denver. But I'm, not, I'm just convinced at this point, Broncos are just not a good football team right now. Uh, Case Keenum looks bad. The offensive line's not protecting. The defense has taken a step back. They got buried by the Jets last week. I don't trust them to hold up against the team that's looked like arguably one of, if not the best team in the NFL right now. So uh, it's a Denver spot. They're catching a lot of points at home, which is a rarity, but I don't trust them. No way. I'm not even going to look at Denver. Vance Joseph, I don't want to pick on the guy, but yeah, he's not a very good coach. And, I, yeah. You know, <laughs> they're right. money burners. They're, you know, I saw a they stat. Are. They're 2-14 and 14 against the spread. 2-14-1 and one in their last 17 yeah. games this team. Like, they just... Brutal. That's not good. No. It's you don't, like, you know, you're, you're in the poor house if you just bet them every game. 
He's never been a good like I, I always thought like he went to the University of Colorado. It's, it, it's he a was good, unqualified good exactly. It yes. was a leap it's a of faith. Good story. Yes, it was. Like he had just never been a head coach anywhere, right? And just because you went to school in the same I know. state, they're like, oh, he's a local guy. head coach. Sorry, I'm gonna. Uh, you know what I mean? And uh, he seems like a great guy, a guy we want to have drinks out with. But he gets out coached every game. He doesn't do anything well. Doesn't manage the clock well. His team hate the, the guy. Seems like a nice guy, but he's not qualified. It's ridiculous. Time really flew by here. Hang in here, Babana. We'll get, I'll get your baseball thought. We won't keep you for the whole segment so you can uh, yeah. make your dinner. Yeah, what do you got for dinner tonight, Babano? Something, something nice. Something from something that skipped the dishes is likely going to end up. You're not making. You're going to order something. You're not making. Yeah, he's ordering. He's ordering. I, I got to figure out what I'm going to eat tonight, too. Good questions. Might eat pizza from Michael's across the street from me. We'll see. All right. Uh, the, game the time is Friday is for me is not done. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Really is unbelievable. You know, there's very few people you say, you know what, I'll pay money to go uh I'll pay money to go uh go see play, but he actually is one of those guys, real special. But as I said in the promo, he's being wasted. I mean Saquon Barkley, it's frustrating for him as a rookie, but Odell Beckham's like the big scapegoat for the New York Giants all the time. And Shermer's like protecting Eli, and Eli's not the problem, and you know, he rips Odell. Now he's finding Odell. Odell Beckham's getting fined now by the Giants. You know, and if I was Odell Beckham, I'd ask to leave. Like, I really would. I, I'm not even saying this. Like, it's enough. It's no, they're never going to win. And he's always going to be the scapegoat. It's everything that he does is over-magnified all the time. And just imagine if Odell Beckham was on the Saints, man, in that system. Like, with Michael yeah. Thomas and these guys. Or, like, you know, pretty much the Packers. You know, or, you know what it comes down to, Gabe? Emotional people versus docile people. And people with emotions get treated in different ways because they show their heart on their sleeve. He's freaking out because, yeah, he was also had dehydration. It wasn't just it wasn't just like him freaking out. Guy wants to win, and I, you know what I mean. If Eli Manning's just murmur, murmur, and he just goes around with the same look on his face, no one's going to say anything. But when you're fired up and you're an emotional guy and you get your team rowdy, you get pegged in a different light than other people. That's that's just the way it is. No, you're exactly right. All right, so uh, Babano, I wanted to ask about the baseball and. Here we've got uh, uh, our boy Kyle Johnson said something uh, cool story here. Wisconsin restaurant ready to dish out free burgers if the Brewers win 12 straight games. Ooh. I'm thinking, oh, that's pretty bold of you. 12 straight and you give the burger. But I guess this started in the 50s, actually. So Wisconsin restaurant chain, uh, George Webb Restaurants. So shout out to our boy, George Webb. <laughs> George Webb. Uh, so it turns out this goes back to the, um, the 50s. Um, they had a promotion. It's even on like their logo on their on their placemats and everything in the restaurant. George Webb predicts the Brewers will win 12 in a row. It was initially made when the then Milwaukee Braves played in the city during the 50s and 60s. The, the prediction was eventually printed on the restaurant, restaurant napkins. Um, the last time that the Brewers won uh, 12 games in a row was 1987, and the chain gave away 170,000 burgers. 
They're expecting nice. to give away much more. So they've won 11 games in a row, but Bano, they need to win the game tonight so everyone in Milwaukee gets a free burger. Uh, I think they got a chance to get that free burger tonight. <laughs> uh, I know it's Clayton Kershaw uh, for the L.A. Dodgers, and uh, he did pitch pretty well for, uh, in, against Atlanta uh, in the division series round. Uh, but this is going to be a better lineup now. I, I love this Brewers lineup now in terms of now compared to what they were early in the season. I mean, Kane and Yelich and Braun's hitting well and Moustakas and Jesus Aguilar has had a very great, good season at the plate for the Brewers. I mean, there are a lot of bats that can do some damage now. I think they can, I don't know if they can match the Dodgers have a very good lineup too, but they can come close. And Gio Gonzalez is not going to, you know, has never been a guy that the betting markets have loved. I mean, they've often like to fade him, uh, but he's been really good since joining this uh, Brewers team from the Nationals. You look at him in five starts, he's been very solid and even if he gets into trouble, you know Craig Council's going to keep him on a short lease and go to that awesome bullpen uh, that he's got. And I like the Brewers' bullpen a little bit more than the Dodgers. To me, not saying the Milwaukee will win this series, but I think they're live in this game. I think this game's closer to – this should be priced a little bit less on the Dodgers' side than it is. Same with the series price. I think Milwaukee's live in game one tonight, and I think they're live in the series. Are you surprised, Babano, that uh, Houston's favored over Boston, despite Boston being uh, the, the best team? And I'm seeing uh, anywhere between 25 and 33 cents for Houston. I'm with Gabe. I, uh, Gabe, I like your prediction, uh, uh, a rematch uh, of last year's World Series. I'm down. Da- I think the Red the Sox Astros. could get there. I mean, I got I, the, Red the Red Sox, Sox are a great are, team. Just to no, me, the difference is dog. the pitching with the Astros. I agree. And like the thing is, you're, a lot of people are going to bet Boston because of the pooch price. But I, I think Houston has an advantage with the with the arms as well. But Bano, what do you think about this series? Should be a thriller. Yeah, I mean, I think there is some value in the series price with Red Sox, but it's not going to be value at the end of the day if they don't win the series. And I don't think Boston's going to win the series. And I just think Houston's just who dynamite right now. I mean, their starting rotation's been tremendous with the three-headed monster of uh, Verlander, Keuchel, and Cole uh, at the top of that rotation. To say nothing of Charlie Morton, I mean, the season he's had uh, for the Houston Astros. So uh, it's going to be tough, I think, for Boston in this series. I like the over here at seven. Here in Game One, we're st- we're talking about Fenway Park here. Uh, here for Game One, you can get seven over minus one twenty. I actually think the Astros match up well with Chris Sale from the left-handed side. You look at Chris Sale's last two starts against the Astros, both with Boston. He's given up eleven runs in eleven innings uh, against the Houston Astros in those two starts combined. He's been just roasted by this Astros lineup. Uh, I think they're going to do some damage. That start Sale made against the Yankees in the last round. Two runs allowed at 5.1 innings, but he was running out of steam at the end. He was hanging on for dear life uh, at the end of that start against the Yankees, and Alex Cora had to take him out. So you could also see plenty of this Boston bullpen if sales on a short leash and their middle relief can be had. Verlander, he's been good, no question. Uh, excellent down the stretch, but you're now at Fenway. You're up against Boston, and I know early in the season, home runs were a bit of an issue for Verlander. I think Boston's lineup can at least crack him for a few runs here. Over seven for me in game one there. Yeah, it's it's a tough one, Marenzi. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I, my, my heart's telling me Houston, too. There's just something about the Astros right now. I didn't like what I saw from Kimbrell late uh, with the Red Sox. That's a little, no, little that, bit of a concern. Thing, bullpen. That's the thing. Their bullpen, too, against Houston, that's a different story, right? Like, in Houston, it's so easy against Cleveland. Yeah, Chris Sale's velocity's down, you know, as yeah. he goes along. David Price, you never really know what you're going to get from Price in a, in a playoff game. Porcello's good. But it seems to me, like, I look at the bullpen, the starting pitching, defense is they're, they're even. They both play great defense. Listen, they, they, dude, 
we're splitting hairs here. They're both awesome teams between the Red Sox and the Astros. Yeah, 217 wins combined. Yeah, exactly. We're talking pretty good teams. Yeah, yeah like any, any, anything can happen. But, yeah, look at the numbers. So the Dodgers are minus 145 right now uh, in tonight's game. Uh, Brewers plus 125, total 7.5. And, and then tomorrow night, as you just mentioned, Chris Sale, total 7. Chris Sale's just minus 120. Houston Astros plus 100. It's amazing, too, because you can make the argument for both teams. You could say, wow, you're getting a team as good as the Houston Astros, a plus 100. You can't pass that up. And then you could also say, wow, I'm getting the Boston Red Sox at home, minus 120. Exactly. I mean, so it's it's just that good. So, but Ben, before we get you out of here, I was going to ask you about uh, any, like any NHL tonight, but there is no, no NHL games. tonight. I know. Why would they not have any games on a Friday night, especially, guys? like, I don't understand these guys. What's There's their deal? There's three college games. There's no way to, like, what are these guys doing? It's, it's they just had part 12, of the year. They had 12 <laughs> games last night, and they have 14 games tomorrow, and they couldn't find one stinking game to put on Friday night here. You've got, I don't know, you, are you a bunch of dopes making the schedule? You put the Washington Capitals last week in a back-to-back against Boston and Pittsburgh to start the season Wednesday, Thursday last week, and then they don't play again until this past Wednesday? You give them six days off after playing back-to-back? What are you doing? What monkeys are coming up with this schedule for the and, NHL? And, and you, have totally Washington, you have Washington playing Vegas there in the Stanley Cup rematch. Why didn't you just, for all the hockey fans, make it uh, Pittsburgh-Vegas tonight? No, it's, I, I don't like, get it. You know it. what I mean? It's, 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 Marantz, you said it. These guys are at the strip club. Okay, well, I, 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 honestly, they like make hockey, the skills on the back it. of a napkin. Get it together. Yeah. Like you should, this early in the season, we don't. You don't even have a game. That's the thing. Like you have, you have a million. Yeah, but there's traditional night, Friday night games, night. like the Buffalo that's Sabres. Usually, that's yeah, their yeah, night. The Friday Sabres night. always play Friday night. Exactly. Exactly. I do want to throw out one hockey tidbit though for Saturday. Uh, we've got a total of seven. Yeah, you heard it. Seven for the game between the Leafs and the Capitals on Saturday night. So the, the odds makers are at the point now. We've finally got to start raising the totals on these Toronto Maple Leafs games. This is just a lethal, potent offense. They can't be stopped on the power play right now. It's almost like they're good to score on the power play every single time they get the opportunity at this point. It's it's sickening how good the Leafs are offensively right now. So total of seven there in Washington tomorrow night for that big Leaf Capital showdown. Got to take it. I mean, I, I, still get there. I, I don't like betting. I don't want to bet it, though. I'm not going to bet it, but it should get there. I'll bet it just because it'll be a push. So you're almost playing for the push. It's like betting an under five in the old days. Like, I don't know, maybe yeah. we could win or maybe it'll push. But eventually it's not going to get there. But so the first game of the year was 3-2. But since then, every game's gone over. 5-3-7-6-7-4-5-3. So eight goals, 13 goals, 11 goals, eight goals. You know, we only need seven here. And Washington can score. That, that's going to be like a 5-4, hockey game probably. Look at these totals tomorrow. I'm just looking at it right now. Like five and a half. The days of five and a half. Five and, five and a half are gone. They're six, gone. six and a half is the new baseline total with NHL. They'll six, be back, Babano, but you're right. Now every game's going over, right? I mean, it's very high scoring this year. It oh, is. A lot I mean, of penalties, every, too. Yep. They like, they like, they like yep. goals. They like goals, and I don't, right? And I've seen a lot of skill, a lot of speed, a lot of talent. And even Ray Ferraro said that earlier this week. I haven't seen as many slick plays, clever plays, just incredible playmaking at the NHL level in quite some time across the board. That's got something to do with it. That's a good point, seen, but you know what? I, I've never seen so many new guys, like guys making an impact, like players from nowhere that you never, you know, coming over from the KHL and stuff like that. It's nuts. Like, you look at a team's roster now, guys, it's like, wow, who are these guys? But it's kind of crazy. One thing, though, you see in an in the NFL now, all the quarterbacks are throwing for 400 yards and, yep. and you know, five touchdowns and the numbers are bigger. And uh, people are saying, well, you know, the quarterbacks have more liberty. 
right? They know they're not going to get hit. No one can lower their head. Yeah. No one smacks them anymore. You get a penalty. So quarterbacks, no. You know what? I'll go up in the pocket a little bit more. I'll hang in here because I might get hit, but it's not like years ago where I'm going to get killed. So, and you notice this, and no one tackles anymore, and it's just so, you, but similar situation, guys, in the NHL, as you were just talking about Ray Ferrara saying, you know, all the skilled plays that he's seeing, well, there's no fighting, right? There's not a lot of, it's not a, it's, it's not as physical. It's a skill-based league now, and right. guys know, I could do this, and especially early in the season right now, no one's like, you know, playing crazy yet, Right. Come later on in the year, you know, it'll start to slow down a bit. There's Marenzi, There's no goons anymore. Like yeah, the there's no goons and no toughness. So Paul, you're a guy. Paul, you Paul can Pippen skate with your head down now. Yeah, exactly. You can Paul skate Pippen. with your head down now. And no, I'm not going to get killed. I might get hit, but I'm really not going to get yeah. killed. That's why you're seeing all this skill out there. Yep. No, yeah, no kidding. It's going to slow down at some point. It's either going to slow down or the totals are going to be priced high enough where you're eventually going to have to see some value toward the under. One of the two. Well, eventually, I mean, if the Leafs they keeps going over, they're just going to put yeah, seven, and half. seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah, that's the next step. Yeah. Like, if we get like a six four six five game tomorrow night, Toronto Washington, that's going to be the next step. You're going to see seven and a half that next Toronto game. They're not the only ones, down. though. It's amazing. Like, you look at the Leafs. No, a lot of teams are scoring. The Leafs have played five games. They've scored twenty five goals. They've given up twenty. So they're they're literally averaging exactly five goals a game, and they're giving up four goals a game. Yeah, Morgan a, Riley's a defenseman, and he's got 11 points already. 12. How, how ridiculous is that? 12. Yeah. Now look at look at Ottawa. Ottawa have only played um, what they played uh, four games as well. They played four games, guys. They've given up 20 goals. Like they're giving up an average of five goals a game. Like that, that's some big numbers. Like Boston, yeah. you know, has, has a 25 goals combined in four games. Um, you, you go to a list like uh, look at Carolina. Carolina Hurricanes game have scored 17 goals in four in four games, and one of them they scored one in their opener against. Yeah, the look Island. at Washington, 18 Since goals, then, eight, three, and five. So yeah, Colorado, 17 goals. Chicago, 18 goals. Uh, San Nobody Jose, 15. Name. Calgary, 15. Yeah. Vancouver, 16. It's crazy. I was gonna, it's it's amazing. That that's a team that's going to have some over the total value. The Carolina Hurricanes. There's yes, people that probably can't name three players on that team, but their young talent of Zykov and Aho, uh, like they have Aho. got a, they've got a bunch of youngsters that can flat out skate, make plays at a high level of speed, great vision on the ice, and great finishing ability. And Rod Brindamore, the new head that's coach, what I was is letting say, them skate. I yep. love Rod Brindamore. One of my favorites. One of my favorite hockey players. I, I hope him all the best. I love Rod Brindamore. Did everything when he played he was so solid guy would feed he'd mix it up he'd score assist he did it all you don't find guys like that anymore. yeah he's a great uh, great two-way player yep and they're cycling through a stitch in net carolina darling and Mrazic and McElhaney. so they're going to give up some, some real goals too that's yeah, why they're shitty, in shitty te- shitty tenders good uh, good forwards yeah exactly yep. babano ian cameron uh, you can follow him on twitter at babano and uh, you can find his picks over at rightwager.com that's rightwager.com Dot com. You can watch his videos over at sportsbookreview.com's a YouTube page as well. Great stuff, uh, Babana. We appreciate uh, you joining us, and uh, we hope that you crush it uh, for your clients this week. I loved it. Great. Enjoyed the extended segment. Good luck this weekend, boys. Have a great weekend. There's a Babana with us. Good stuff with Babana. He's right about these totals. The suit. It's a, it's all the games, Gabe. I've never seen it where it's like six 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 
six and a half. Like, you know what I mean? Usually it's five and a half, five and a half, five and a half. It's just, in the, and they're continually going over. It's just a license to print money right now until the books do something about it. Uh, BetDSI is celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and safing betting site. They have great customer service, fast, easy payments. Uh, you can play virtually every sport over at BetDSI. Hundreds of wagering options, including live in-game wagering. BetDSI is now offering a $1,000 bonus. It's a big-ass bonus on your first deposit. Uh, remember, there's going to be a lot of rollover, guys, right? So, <laughs> roll, rolling, 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 roll over. Um, but right if you put $1,000 in, you probably are smart enough to know that. Exactly. Uh, use promo code FNTSY. That's BetDSI.com. Promo code FNTSY. Head over to BetDSI today and start winning. Got baseball on the board tonight. So yeah, not one hockey game. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> I don't know, but I have was, two games. I thought like it was a mistake games. at first. I know. Like, like you figure like, unless it's like a holiday, right? Or, and not even like, cause Christmas is sports. So you have holidays, but I get it. You know, there might be, you know, three, four days in a year where it's like, no, 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 we're not playing. It's this day or that happened. No, and, but you know, not on a regular day. There's no yeah. holiday. Like this early in the season, your two weeks, your week, your week into the season. Like you want to kill the enthusiasm. Yeah, you know, and like hey, you said, there's only the a baseball. NBA's night. not playing yet. You got one baseball game. You got a couple of crappy college football games. It's chance for like the NHL to be on TV and people watch them. I, I don't understand last, it. Last night, one, two, three, four, five, six. Like Twelve games, I uh, think. Last yeah, night. seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah, twelve games. Twelve games. None tonight. Like it's just nine months. I don't know. Was, uh, the uh, monkeys in the boardroom there? Like I don't know what they're doing, but it's it's not good. It's not good. Right, so what do you got for DFS said today? I got a, a DraftKings Millionaire NFL lineup for you with some uh, Tampa Bay Bucks and Falcons and a couple other sprinkles <laughs> in there, Gabe. And I got uh, yeah, I you put a baseball lineup you, together. You, I, me, and you, me, and four hundred thousand other people are going to have that Bucks game. Stack. Correct. I know. It's, yeah, it's not really contrarian. I don't think yeah, that's the problem. Like it's smart. Like you know, it's like all right, we'll take Julio Jones. You could argue. I think Matt Ryan's the play. Actually, I didn't even take Julio Jones. I took Calvin Ridley instead and mixed it up with some other guys. And I, I actually, I think you uh, need him, Cam. I think you, you know, I think you need. You think him. so? My quarterback, I got, I got Winston. Just taking a little bit of a shot with him too. So, but the team's pretty stacked. It's a good team. I just say this because uh, Julio Jones, Julio Jones is projected to be I, the uh, the number one wide receiver according to correct. Daily Roto's optimizers. Yeah, and they're they're pretty they're damn. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not messing smart. with that. Yeah. Their top quarterback this week, Tom Brady. Their second top quarterback, Mahomes. Except we're, we're, we're splitting decimal points here. Like Tom Brady's projected 25, uh, 25.19 points. Uh, Mahomes are projected 24.67. Matt, Matt Ryan's Ryan? right there, 24.74. Where's, where's Winston? Probably about like six. Winston's seven. right there. He's at 22. That's why I started him. He's damn cheap. No sleep. No sleep. Till we hawk in. <laughs> no sleep. Till we, we hawk, hawk in. in. <laughs> Game time decisions continues.